Hey, Black African Power. What's good? What's happening? A well-organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woo-wee, man, y'all already know what it is, man. It's God killer in the house, man. And look, man, we got a powerful show today. And look, man, let's just get it cracking, man. I'm a rock squad up, Magi archers in the building. Please believe. Oh shit. Nah. If you ain't Sinetta, no time for that interview, dog. I put my shit out for niggas, I don't send it to blogs. Clan kill off the Buddha, not being discreet. One puff this big pops and projectiles. Sun run, cold game, bring your cleats. The best flow blow, Eskimo, penguin feet. Don't need no blunt to burn. You run the turf with ten niggas on the block. That's a punk return. Ayo, Dolomite prototype soldier with the solar light. Saber and he hold it like he hold a mic. Golden ice pendants. Sipping on that overpriced poltergeist spirits. Ripping at the open mic. Spoken nice lyrics like Mama move mean overnight. Golden motorbike holding on some trying shit. That nice neon kit is on it. The king's libation with exotic liqueur. Queen's vibration like a side of Shakur A lot of the poor imported foreign threads they ain't got at the store Nubian Kush, black top pottery jars 39% THC, the quality pure Old rappers try to spit ain't hot as before It's like I'm fine, like the ball, bust the shots at the floor Cats switch up their style when they ain't got it no more Cause they gotta keep their product in stores to feed their kids uh, See what that weed did? Yes, man, agreeing on everything we said. I smell of a mic like it's the love of my life. Don't get sliced in beat with the butt of the knife. Brother Polite, I say I'm animalistic. Cause I still be in the hood with my hand on my pistol. The Hebrews think I'm cannibalistic. E5 divination, channel the mystic. Audio visionary, let's play poetical pictionary. Picture me burning down your missionary. Yeah. Then I send you religion That red dot on your head That's Hindu tradition Invisible, independent, and transit shit I'll bring it all to an end With indivisible gains Charles Xavier, getting your brain Mental anguish, a manifest in physical pain Wizard remains the dance in the chemical rain Breathe slow, then I'm up out of this physical plane Got military machinery that exercise Weaponized greenery Shine that a jeopardize the scenery, son Bruh, the beam can time your distance Inclines convention, stop rising with no trend line resistance. The parabolic breakout, I'm F16 with the aeronautic fake out. The God killer, the God killer, the God killer, the God killer, it's the God killer, the God killer, that's who it is. The God killer, the God killer, it's the God killer, the God killer, the God killer, it's the God killer, the God killer, the God killer. Hey, what's good, family? Black African Power, man. Look, check this out. You know, welcome to our show today. Um, I don't even know the title of the show, but I we're definitely talking about uh, pseudo pseudoisms, pseudo pseudoscience, and pseudo intellectuals, right? Um, first of all, let me introduce uh, lovely Naya. I'm a raw squad up, voice of fire. What's good, sis? Hey, brother, um, voices of fire. 
Amara Squad up. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm so excited to talk about pseudoscience versus science. Our ancestors have worked hard. Um, they've done a lot of research. They've put in the work. They've, they got the education. So we need to make sure that we clarify some things and we need to make sure that we're clear on when we talk about pseudoisms, exactly what that means. So thank you for having me again. All right. Hey, Sean P. Uh, I'm a Ross brought up. Shashu Mani Medanecha, right? And Masi Clan Warrior. What's good, brother? I'm a Ross squad up. Thanks for having me on the panel today. Uh, glad to be here, man. You know, to build on this particular topic, especially with all the pseudoism going on in the community. <laughs> uh -huh. Hey, my man, Wu Ja, right? Uh, Shashu Mani Medanecha. What's good, Wu Ja? I'm a raw squad up. Peace, peace. Uh, yeah, what everybody else said. So I'm, I'm just ready to get it, get it in for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we get we get it in, we get it in around here. So I think what we need to do first of all is uh, let's start off with some definite. Let me read this right here, right out this book, and we can jump right into some definitions. This book is entitled "Good Science, Bad Science, Pseudoscience." and just plain bunk, all right? Excellent book, come to chapter eight. The book is written by Peter A. Uh, Damon File. <laughs> Probably said it wrong, but look. So right here, in chapter eight, debunking science myths, okay? Separating fact from the fluff. It says, belief in both pseudoscience and popular science myths are rooted in the same cause. Distinguished science literacy, diminished science literacy. So, you know, we always talk about scientific literacy, right? So let me read the sentence again. It says, belief in both pseudoscience and popular science myths are rooted in the same cause, diminished, diminished science literacy. Each pseudoscience is a larger paradigm of thought than the many myths that comprise it. So here we go. So pseudoscience is definitely rooted in scientific uh, uh, literacy, right? Uh, and I like to say it's rooted in the temple of ignorance. And most people in the community start out in the temple of ignorance. It's okay, but you gotta graduate from the temple of ignorance, all right? That's the problem that we stay wallowing in, you know what I'm saying, the quote unquote temple of ignorance. So tonight we're gonna clarify what science is, what pseudoscience is, and who are the uh, pseudo-intellectuals. We're going to get right into that. So I want to start off with the first definition. I think we always got to start off with, quote, unquote, scientific literacy, like it wouldn't be fair if we didn't. So what exactly is scientific literacy? So scientific literacy, okay? According to the United States... National Center of Education and Statistics. Scientific literacy is the knowledge and understanding of scientific concepts and processes required for personal decision-making, participation in civic and cultural affairs, and economic productivity. So we see why we fall behind, right? Because we're falling behind in science and technology. A scientific literacy, a scientifically literate person is defined as one 
who has the capacity to what understand experiment and reason as well as interpret scientific facts and their meanings most people in the community just can't do that not all of them but most people can right most white people can right let's get that straight let's establish that another thing ask find and determine answers to questions derived from curiosity about everyday experiences right that's also expect that that's very very important right there okay describe explain and predict natural phenomenon see we're talking about natural phenomenon as opposed to what supernatural remember i always say that african people you know what i'm saying all right was natural people okay so we should not be trying to explain our world okay uh through the supernatural all right read articles and understand and understanding of science in popular press and engage in social conversation about the validity of the conclusions so in the popular press right they make mistakes all the time with science they put certain titles they make it seem like it's such and such and they don't explain it so a scientific literary person will understand i never forget the time i seen espn one of the announcers on espn they made a statement man they found humans in america right they said that all right at 130,000 years on espn they said that but obviously the person that was speaking did not understand what humans they was talking about because he was talking about amh anatomically modern humans so that's very very interesting so you can't necessarily look to popular news right and popular newspapers and blogs right uh to give you scientific information all right identify scientific issues understanding national and local decisions and express positions that are scientifically and tech and technologically informed evaluate the quality of scientific information on the basis of its source and its methods used to generate it pose and evaluate arguments based on evidence and to apply uh, conclusions from such arguments appropriately that's what that is and so now that we have defined uh what scientific literacy is which is proper for this discussion right um what definition are you going to read sister naya pseudo you got that definition that's pseudos no i don't have the definition i'm sorry but i did want to we will uh, get definitions for you okay let me, all right i will um i will read a definition of pseudo intellectual all right um what is a pseudo intellectual a pseudo intellectual is a person who claims proficiency in scholarly or artistic activities while lacking in-depth knowledge or critical understanding of said activities a person who pretends to be of greater intelligence than he or she in fact is that's the definition of a pseudo intellectual. Hmm. All right. Okay. There you now, have it. Now we just need pseudo science. All right. Let me give you pseudo science. I put that in the uh, chat for you, uh, Sister Naya. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead with this pseudo science. So, pseudo science consists of statements, beliefs, or practices that are claimed to be both scientific and factual, but are incomplete with the scientific method. Pseudoscience is often characterized by contradictory, exaggerated, 
or unfalsifiable claims. Reliance on confirmation bias rather than rigorous attempts at refutation, refuting. Lack of openness to evaluation by other experts and absence of systematic practices when developing theories and continued adherence long after they have been experimentally discredited. The term pseudoscience is considered a prerogative because it suggests something is being presented as science inaccurately or even deceptively. Those described as practicing or advocating pseudoscience often dispute the characterization. So the demarcation between science and pseudoscience has a philosophical and scientific implications. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Let me read pseudo to you. The prefix pseudo from the Greek pseudios, lying false, is used to mark something that superficially appears to be or behaves like one thing, but is something else. Uh, subject to context, pseudo may connote uh, co coincidence, uh, emanations, uh, what's this, intentional deception or a combination there thereof. In scholarship and studies, pseudo scholarship refers to material that is presented as, but is not, the product of rigor, rigorous and objective study or research. Examples, pseudo-archaeology. So we got a lot, of, a lot of brothers and sisters that will use pseudo-archaeology that will extend certain uh, artifacts to like a million years and claim that AMH, you know, actually created these artifacts. When I say AMH, I'm talking about anatomically modern human, uh, humans. Uh, then you got pseudo-history. You know, with this, like, like, like the Moors, they be having these pseudo history. You know what I'm saying? When you can really look at the historical understanding of who the real historical Moors are, they'll give you a pseudo history. Oh, the Moors walked over here. Wow, crazy. Then you got pseudo linguistics. Pretty sure Wu Jai is used to hearing this. You got pseudo scientific language comparison, folk linguistic, pseudo mathematics, pseudo philosophy, and of course, pseudo science. So there you have it. And so we'll start our show off with that. Good working definitions. You know what I'm saying? Uh, exactly what pseudoisms are. Pseudoscience, pseudo, and pseudo-intellectual. And I think that's a good place for us to start. You want to start off? Um, um, I want to make a, a distinction, though, because I think uh, Sister Naya made a good point um, earlier off, off the air. Um, you know, a lot of people are using the word pseudo incorrectly. Like we're seeing the word pseudo being used and, and it's kind of used jokingly and some people are taking offense to it. So we have to be careful to distinguish uh, being pseudo or practicing pseudoscience and and being wrong. Just because someone is wrong about something doesn't mean that they're pseudo. And so we have to be careful because, you know, there is a there is a line between that, but it's a thin line. But we have to be uh, mindful of that. And then uh, another thing I wanted to say, when you read that definition, um, pseudo-archaeology, we have people that are um, using uh, a person by the name of Michael Tillinger. I'm sure you heard of Adam's Calendar and yeah. uh, South Africa. Um, that A lot of archaeologists will consider his work and publications as pseudo-archaeology. And uh, as far as pseudo-linguistic, um, 
the famous Afro-Asiatic language, phyla, um, which is a family of, uh, not a family, excuse me, pardon me, <laughs> but <laughs> a, um, a group of languages that have been clumped together under the name, umbrella name of Afro-Asiatic, that would be considered a pseudo-genetic uh, language uh, family. It is a, um, a group of languages that were put together based on mass comparisons and topological uh, features. It's not a genetic, genetically, a linguistic, a lingo genetically determined uh, family of languages. So that would be a perfect example that that people accept and use, but yet it would be pseudo. So I just wanted yeah. to kind of start off with those. Okay, uh, Brother Kofi, what's going on, man? I'm a raw squad out, Massey Clan Warrior. What's good, bro? Uh, he's just in there. All right. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, peace, 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 peace to the family. Peace, peace, brother. Glad to be on the panel. All right, glad to have you here. Absolutely. Appreciate your research, brother. Okay, where you at, Sister Naya? Any questions right now? I'm here, brother. Uh, I'm here. All right, did you want to start off? Because, you know, I'm ready. I, I just beat up the shoot. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can just start going down the line, right? I, okay. So, you know what I mean? You want to go ahead? Because I can just go straight down the line, right? And, and really, it's the pseudoisms, right, that that has actually caused um, a division in the community. But do you know why? Because we have not effectively dealt with the pseudo. Now, the Amaral Squad is designed exactly for that. Masi Clan Warriors, Shashu Mani Metanecha. Right, we designed for that dagger squad. We absolutely designed to deal with the pseudos and the pseudo claims. Right, thank goodness, right, that we was built for that. Thank goodness for all the young brothers and sisters, you know what I'm saying, to occupy these groups, right? Because before that, our community had not dealt with that issue head on. And so places like Russia, the United States, France, right, these people have effectively dealt with pseudoisms. And here's the rule, pseudoscience and science cannot exist in the same environment. They cannot occupy the same space. Plain and simple. I'm going to say it again. They cannot occupy the same space. Well, that's that's the problem. Go ahead, sis. Yeah. yeah. So um, the reason for us having this show today is because I have noticed in the group a lot of posts that specifically address the term pseudoscience and specifically what it means. And I feel that there's a lot of animosity uh, with the term, of course, because no one wants to be characterized or labeled like the definition says as a pseudo. But it's important that we talk about why Amara Squad um, uses this label and why a lot of other people use this label to characterize people who who participate and engage in behaviors that are consistent with pseudoism and the reason we do that because the goal is for those individuals to change and as we can see in the definitions a lot of times it's difficult for people to change once they label so kind of systematically go over um, pseudoscience and talk a little bit about it um, and create this, um, the, the difference between science and pseudoscience. And it's not because we want to glorify science and we want to put down black people who use pseudoscience, but we want people to be prepared to plan and to execute um, 
what we need to do to be successful as a group. So one of the things about science is that it follows the evidence wherever the evidence leads. Um, science follows the evidence. But with pseudoscience, what happens is they start with the conclusion and then they work backwards. Um, for instance, today, Brother um, Black Panther did a post on um, on on um, the term NGR, which um, a person, one of the brothers, seems like a very good brother, very smart, but he developed a T-shirt and he correlated the NGR with um, with the term in ancient comedic science and ancient comedic. Um, how do I say it? Would you, how should I? What's the, pre, the the proper way to say ancient comedic? Do I say ancient Egyptian <laughs> culture or ancient comedic? Okay, no, ancient because all... <laughs> I know that's a big thing. So he he correlated the two, but there's really no correlation from the post. Everyone who studies the language, what I'm getting is that there's really no correlation. And when I was reading the post, I thought to myself, he had to start with the conclusion. So the conclusion was probably to justify the use of nigger and justify the use of nigger in our community. So he started there and then he tried to justify it by looking at ancient comedic culture and finding terms that were similar to nigger in order for black people to feel comfortable with that term. So that's an example, unfortunately, of how pseudoscience is science works. We usually, or they usually start with the conclusion and then they try to work backwards instead of following the evidence and following where the evidence leads. So we're doing this show because we want to make sure not only that we characterize people who, who engage in these practices, but we also clarify specifically um, what it is so people can have context to the conversation. So that's... With the shirt with the N dash uh, G dash A that shirt, yeah. We matter of fact, we can go. We can prove this right now. A A A Wuja. Yeah. Uh, because I made this mistake about uh man, probably about seven eight years ago, and uh brother uh Sinjetti, you know he kind of beat me up on it. So uh, you know what I mean. That's how I that's how I met uh Sanjetti. Man, you trying to go into, huh? I said you you were still believing that as of last night. Stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, okay. I'm just I'm just messing. <laughs> ah, good joke. Nah. But the point I want to make is that um y'all need to listen to the show, uh I'm a raw squad pseudo beginners, how all of us been through that. So anyway, it was Brother Sanjetti that say, brother, uh uh that don't mean that. And we went into the uh, Wild Z Burgess work. Um, uh, what's the name of it? The uh, Hogwarts Dictionary. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I had it underlined and all that. Right. And I was trying to act like reading it. I put it together nigger. Like I really, I was really on that. I really thought I was there. And he caught me out there. And he was a gentleman. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't, like I never would have been that nice. But, you know, he kind of gave me a chance. And I heard, the, uh, the, the way he was sort of proficient in what he was saying, and I knew to stand down for a moment just to hear him all the way out. And then he walked me through it, and then I had to admit right on the show that you got me, you're right. 
most people will argue and argue, argue. But I, mean, I like to deal with the evidence and where the evidence takes me. And so as I looked at the evidence, so if I'm in the how this is dictionary, right, and I'm looking at the term and I can't read the glyphs properly and I'm making a mistake and a person can read it and they're showing uh, a precision in what they're doing, right, and showing me what it means, it, it kind of means something like a duck or something I'm thinking. Is that the is that the word right there? And it shows I'm had nothing to do with people. That's for certain. Right, the great the great cackler. Yep. Okay. So that so we got people running around with shirts on. <laughs> hmm. the hell with it, yo. Hmm. I'm a, I'm I'm a <laughs> they got shirts with the knee girl on it, thinking it got something to do, and then they put the wrong name. That it's just it's crazy. And so we need to really slow up. So, you know, like Abju, you know what I'm saying? When when you read them glyphs, that that I mean, that's proper. Like, you know, everything is proper. So we're not going to play that game. But that's that, that, that's seeing, uh, what uh, pseudo-linguistics right there. That's just crazy. Right? Yeah. And and Go ahead. I'm going to get the dictionary. Go ahead, though. Yeah, I just I was just saying <clears throat> that, um, you know, at all times, though, we we all are and should be careful not to because this is what i said earlier that pseudoscience and science is what people do like science is what you do and what you are is a scientist while you're performing while you're doing science so while you're doing science you are a scientist or if you consistently do something then you you can be labeled as such like for example how many lies does a person have to tell before they are before they can be labeled a liar now, if you tell a lie and you tell a lie, you know, every now and then, is it really justifiable to call a person a liar, you know, outright like that in general? And the consensus is that when you do something on a consistent basis, then you earn these different titles. So yeah. so a person who makes mistakes, you know, because scientists make, mista make mistakes uh, uh, as well, you know, nobody's infallible. So just because people make mistakes... We want to make it clear that just because people make mistakes, they're not pseudo or they're not labeled as a pseudo intellectual. Uh, this this has to be habitual or on a consistent basis where you see people that will uh, forsake the scientific methods. They will start off with a conclusion and then they'll try to trailblaze and find things that add up to their conclusion. And when it doesn't, they, they even have to make things up to save face and so on and so forth. These some of these people do this on a consistent basis and even in the public and in and in literature and in writing that's when you that's when people can become a bona fide pseudo intellectual and practice pseudoscience <laughs> yeah hey hey Wuja, you want to pull that up on the Hollywood dictionary so we could actually show people oh that particular word yeah so we can kind of show them you have it right there in your hand or or yeah, I got it in my hand on page 398, but that's not the one I'm looking for. But it does say N-E-G-G-U-R, but that's not quite the one I wanted. That's the one with the go the, uh, the goose goddess. I just said it. Okay, the but show, show that on the screen. Hold it up to the screen real quick if you can. Yeah, that's why I wanted to actually share screen share. Yeah, I, I I could pull it up, but it takes okay. Now now notice that. Now I want I want people to no, notice this. This is N G G. Now now we have to remember there's no vowels in Sesh Metal Natural or the hieroglyphic script. So you're looking at a water ripple, two jar stands, a pintail duck, a swallow, 
and then an open mouth, and then a seated deity. Now, all together, that's actually two words. People don't even realize that that is two words. That is negeg where. And the word where means great, to be old. Like if I say sin where, I'm saying my, my elder brother. The word sin or senet weret, which means elder sister. So if I say negeg where, I'm saying the great something. So this is why it's called the great cackler. So I just want everybody to understand that. Mm -hmm. that, I don't think that ain't even the one that they show on the shirt. They show the N dash. No, no, no. That the one. Um, the shirt I saw was. Um, it was just the letters. It was N dash G dash R. Yeah, but that's but that's how they write in this book too. I think right. Yeah, they copied it straight. Damn. But, but look, look at the. Uh, oh, you had it on. I'm seeing a delay. Oh, do do this for me. If you you have that page still, you you holding that yeah, page? Yeah, still got that page. Yeah. Well, okay. That show show that page one more time for me, please. Okay, where where you have it highlighted? That's where that's what I was reading. But if you go up one, two, three, four words, three words, you'll see the word negeg. You see the? Uh, can you point to it? Um, like put your it's highlighted. No, no, no. Uh, okay. Uh, one, two, three down from where you highlighted. Right there, right there, yep, right there. So if you if people uh, look at that, you have the water ripple, two jar stands, and then a a, a kneeling man with a hand, hand to his mouth. That's the word negeg, and see how it means to cackle or to quack. And so when you say negeg where, you're saying the great cackler, especially when it's a deity, uh, see the deity behind it. So I just want everybody to understand. I just, I just wanted to kind of uh, enforce that a little bit. Yeah, but there's one more in here, man. Just like on the shirt, they show it the same way in this book, yo. He, he has no uh, glyphs on the shirt. He just has the word N-G-R on the shirt. He don't have no type of glyph. Then he right. has N-G-R means God of ancient Egyptian on there. Yeah, he got it from this book right here. I got to find it. Come on, Wuja, you got to help me out. No, he used a different source. Uh, he didn't use that book. Yeah. Now I'm trying to tell you it was in this book. Come on now, because I remember Sanjay caught me on it. It was right in this no, book. But he showed us where he got it from today in his um post. Sean, um, can you talk to him in the um chat? Nigga lied, nigga lied, he lied. I'm yeah, trying he, to pull it up right now. I'm, I'm actually everyone was asking him for sources, and he gave us the source, and it didn't. It wasn't the book that you have. Um. Yeah, but his his uh. It's going to trace back to Wallace E. Budge's book, right? Because what what he what he did was he it went from Browder's book to Wallace E. Budge, in uh, the example that he used in the top corner of that picture on the page, um, it had the trend that his source was uh, Wallace E. Budge. Yeah, uh, so, I just got the book. I got yeah, the book. I just got fine as highlight. I know because I'm telling you. You know, based on what he tried to show us, it just based back to that. And he said he wanted to stir some controversy up with this, but it just would have been appropriate to just, you know, put it into context and people are only trying to help him. But you know how how some things can go with people who have no idea that we're not really trying to challenge the brother. We're just helping them. And so, you know, they chime in out of ignorance, thinking that it's something that it is. Yeah, he got that from the, um, they actually, that's a shoe company, though. You know that, right? Yeah, he, he said he would correct the, um, 
uh, correct and, and make the shirts uh, correct. He had a little resistance at first in the chat, but um, after a while, he uh, he said he would uh, fix the shirts and make the shirts correct. Yeah, he needs you. Where I'm, the hell is that, man, in this book? You don't know where it's at, Sean? You supposed to know where it's at. Both of y'all. Yeah, I'm Kofi. just I'm just unable to pull it up uh, right this minute. Kofi, y'all supposed to know exactly what I said. <laughs> but <laughs> hell no, we got the Shashi Money Medalist. Y'all, hey, hey uh, uh, we what? deal with this. This show is about pseudo. <laughs> right, we deal with a whole nother level. <laughs> oh man, we deal with know. we dealing with aliens and glyphs. And, and, and parachutes and flat earth. Okay, let me just. Uh, I'm gonna show this on the screen in the meantime while you look for that. Unk, this is this is um, a, a nice jacket and has some nice embroidery on it and everything, but it has glyphs on there. And so this is also posted inside of the comment section. And um, now this is this is an attempt to spell the word uh, Nagash. Uh, Nagash and um and that's what's the attempt is but that's not actually what it was spelled using those particular glyphs so just to break those, those glyphs down a little bit let me see if i could uh, make it bigger so people could see it okay so if we were to look at these glyphs uh real quick the first glyph is um the red crown called a desheret and that that's used to to represent the the consonant n as in nancy and then you have the reed leaf that uh is used it's not a vowel but it's transliterated with an i and then the jar stand in green there is would represent the consonant for the letter g but then the vulture that you see next is actually the vulture for the word mut mwt mut like the word for mother and it's not the vulture it's not the vulture that was represented by the the letter A, which is the vulture that should have been there. So we so we have a word, uh, a glyph that will be out of place. Then we have a folded cloth in blue, that will represent the consonant S. And then we have the twisted flax, the last glyph that you see there that represents an H sound. So, but now if we were to spell the word uh, nigash in using the glyphs, we wouldn't use those glyphs. The only ones we would replace would be the vulture, as I said, and then after the vulture, we would have a pool. The glyph that's a pool of water will represent that SH sound. So a single glyph represents the SH sound. We wouldn't write it with two separate glyphs that represent two separate sounds. That's not how it, that's not how the language works. That's not how the glyphs work. And that's not even how it works. Even um, just because in English, see, in English, we will write an S and an H together to form that sh sound. Uh, even though the S and the H independently will have their own sounds, but together we would know like for the for the word shoe and shovel. But in a, in the glyphs, it doesn't work that way. So that will have to be known as well. So th these are the kinds of things that that we can help each other out so that we can properly inform everyone. And if, and if we're going to design, uh, you know, clothes for the public and, and and to and to create conversation pieces and things like that, then we would definitely need to uh, have each other's back and make sure that um, we help each other out. Say, so, but so, did you uh take the class um that ancient Egyptian class and uh, on Corsica? I took it twice, and um 
I know when they, when they deal with the language, they was teaching a lot of the students. Um, and I think the class that I took, I think it was in uh, England, somewhere in England. And that's how they was teaching the students to actually write their name. They was teaching them how to write their name and they was using all of the glyphs as single glyph. They wasn't using them as biliterals. It wasn't using them as triliterals. They were using them as all uh, single letters like this uh, guy was using on that jacket right there. Did you ever take the glass? Uh, <laughs> yes. People will start out that way. Um, and it's okay, but it's, it's in context. You have to really be careful doing that because like to spell out someone's name, you have to train people how the glyphs work. Because if you don't, then that's the mistakes that people will make uh, right there. So if I wanted to spell, uh, let's say we spell um, the word, uh, let's say, Mary, then then you would want to spell the M-A-R-Y. And so you would use the M, you use the owl. And then for the A, you can use the reed leaf or the vulture. And then the open mouth for the R. And then the Y, we have the double read leaf. And so that will be understood. So that's how they would uh, teach people to get used to the consonants. But they have to really explain uh, where you have those uh, consonants or those glyphs that represent um, a sound, which in English would be two letters. That's something that they don't explain and they need to. I just mentioned there's a, there's a glyph of a pool of water. That represents the SH sound. And the SH sound is one sound. But in English, we have to use two characters to represent it. But in in uh, in Arabic, in the Arabic script, there's a one uh, uh, character that can represent the SH sound. Uh, and in Nature, uh, there's a pool of water that represents that one sound. But in English, we have to use two characters. And so people make the mistake to bring it from English over into Session Metal Nature, and that's, and that's. Mm. Huh. So there you have it. Um, so that could be considered as a mistake as opposed to. Uh, um, yeah, that's a good point. But he was justifying it on his post today, so I wonder. He became pseudo at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Now it still was a mistake, but but after you show them what it is and all that, and you keep doing it, then you just you're doing a lot, you're doing way too much. Yeah, I think the threshold is is based on method, and is based on how consistent are you at at making these errors, because like okay. like like I give the, I give the example of a liar. If you if you if you tell a lie, uh, is it justifiable to call you a liar if you told one lie? You know, so the question becomes, how many lies does it does it take for you to earn the title of a liar? So so it's based on consistency, like like to routinely do something, you know, over and over again. Then you then you earn these titles. And so, we, you know, we just have to be uh, careful because everybody's not pseudo. But there's people who are known <laughs> and have some tenure in pseudo ship that and they rightfully earn the title of, be, you know, of a pseudo intellectual and practicing pseudoscience. Fact like Buzz Lightyear, huh? Any, they making a living off of that. Anytime, <laughs> anytime that somebody 
can swear up and down, and that, matter of fact, it was with you, Unc. They can uh -huh. they can bet you and say, look, if I show you the proof of this, then then stay off of YouTube and don't teach no more and stuff like that. And anytime somebody can pull up a photoshopped mummy alien <laughs> and swear up and down that that was real, and the fact that they took the DNA of it, I mean, that was a straight up lie. That was a lie and and you know improper methods uh uh and whatnot. And for them to do that and continue to do that after two years have gone by, then, you know, we have to start being honest and we and we can we can throw titles on these uh, different people doing that. Yeah, they 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 absolutely earned it. Pseudo is watch this. So if you run around with Egyptian names or comedic. Right. Uh, and you're still teaching Egyptian history. See, that's pseudo. You're lying, right? You're making something appear that it's not, right? You're not really teaching authentic Egyptian history because the understanding of Kemet, right, is based off of the written words that they left for us to understand. Like Wuja says it all the time. It's simple. He creates a, right, a written language to hide everything from everybody. And I remember when I was going through the process of understanding uh, why, because I had to learn why, the who, what, when, where, and why. And, and, and it's a painstaking uh, understanding. And, 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 you know, Sean and Kofi and him and, and, and uh, Wujai, man, they're going to attest to this, that it wasn't as simple as I thought it was going to be. So I had to learn some things because there's a lot of ignorance on that topic. As a matter of fact, I hate to say it, uh, we're behind as usual in the world scheme of things because this particular conversation was taken care of over 100 years ago. And the fact that we really had to deal with this, no one had dealt with this in the community before. Nobody. All right? In our community. Nobody. Also not even understanding on how it was really deciphered. And they'll bring up some of the old things like, well, you know, white people, you know what I mean, they don't know the real symbolic meaning of it, and such, 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 such. And I had to, I had to get trained in understanding that why it was that. You know what I'm saying? And so the history uh, uh, of Africa and Egypt is contained in the writing system. No more different than how the hell would you know Bible history if the Hebrew language had not been deciphered? And then I had to understand the difference between and translations. See what I'm saying? So people interchange that word, and those two words aren't interchangeable. They're meaning two different things. Mm -hmm. So if you don't even understand the subject matter and vocabulary, man, you're lost. And so we got brothers and sisters still teaching Egyptian history, still naming uh, Egyptian gods and all that. But how would you even know? Like, how would you know what this meant? You, you can pull up the Egyptian coming forth by Dan by night or the Persian Maru, and you'll see the symbol in here, okay? And it means life. But how would you know it meant life? Deciphered. So, I mean, you know, it's it's bananas. So the Amaral squad and all other families, you know, all of a sudden we the bad guys. And why y'all always be, why can't we just all get along? No, we can't just all get along. No, we can't. Because Science and pseudoscience, you know what I'm saying, cannot exist in the same container. Plain and simple. Like, it's not happening. 
So we end up getting into a total ruckus, right? Based off of people not understanding or the who, what, when, where, and why the metanature had not been deciphered. And thank goodness for the Shashu Monty metanature, right? Because they actually created a book that will be around forever. So at least the rest of the world knows that the quote unquote black community is all the way up on game. So I like to think, brother Kofi, you know what I'm saying, Sean P, Wu Jai, and all the brothers and sisters on the translating team for that, because that book is historical. You know what I'm saying? How long was Brother Walter Williams' work out there? No one had the propensity to challenge that work. They all agreed with it. They all of them, all of them. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, at the end of the day, man, you know, pseudoisms run deep in the black community. And I'm thinking it's based off of their uh, propensity to uh, love religion. Based off of the racism, white supremacy, to say we are the most religious. Nah, man, we was the most scientifically sound, right? And we understood natural phenomenon so much, so much so that we created cultures and civilizations, you know what I'm saying, that lasted for at least 3,000 years. You know what I'm saying? So most people travel to Africa to understand their working knowledge of plants, their working knowledge of building, and their working knowledge of how to set up a university. A legit, uh, um, uh, what's the word term I want to use? Uh, a logistics. These are the things. Math, the maths and the sciences. You know, these are the things that, you know what I'm saying, people didn't go to Africa to figure out what God we was praying to. Because anybody can make up their own God, right? All cultures have their own gods or their mythology and folklore where ancestors transcend to be gods. You know what I'm saying? Each culture, Native American population, that's why the Native American thing is so crazy. That's why Naya keep beating them all the way up when she asks the pertinent questions. So then what deity did they worship? Well, certain, 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 certain people be stuck. What language people be stuck? They never even thought about that part of it. Right. So they all they went to Africa for the most part. Right. In droves. Right. Because we had the science. Not pseudoscience. So, see, we dealt with that way back then, too. How do we know? Right. Wuja and them translated it for you. The Rhine mathematical papyrus, the correct way, the method. Right. The correct way to understanding nature. So why would they say that? Because there was an incorrect way of doing it. And I'm sure you got a lot of black Africans pseudo-sciencing it up back then too. That's just what human beings do. But go ahead, Sister Naya. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't kind of ran the clock a little bit there, but I was on a little roll. But go ahead, sis. My fault. No, you know you was rocking out. You was having a polite moment. You know, rock out for like a... <laughs> No, not a polite moment. Wait, she said a polite. Did she say a polite, polite moment? Polite moment. <laughs> yeah, polite. He right. Yo. Polite. <laughs> no, I think you made a good point because you asked a great question because you asked, I wonder why, you know, why do they do this? And then you answered the question. You said they do this because. Um, one of the things about pseudoscience that I worry about is the fact that people are making claims that they cannot prove mm -hmm. and people then accept those claims as true. And I think that, I think it's because we want to be different. We want to be the opposite of um, what mainstream culture is. So we want to 
be on the the opponent of racism and white supremacy. So if if white supremacists are using science, then we want to use something that is different from science. And I don't think that that's a really that's sound logic because you can use science and still be opponent and still fight for your people and still be in a position of power. You can use science and technology to build communities. You can use science and technology to make money. You can use science to build our community. So what are your thoughts on the white man science and how a lot of times in our community, we try to use science as the enemy because it's something that in the past that has been used against us in negative ways, like in um, the medical community, definitely in psychology. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Just to the panel, people who call science the white man science and they try to create this alternative version of the black man science, which is generally really the white man science, but the white man pseudo science. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Kofi. Um, oh, go ahead. Anybody else want to chime in first? Well, let me just let me just let me go just ahead, uh, chime in oh, on go that. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I come out. No, no, no. I'm actually I, I I'm I'm go a ahead. Mike Hogger, so I will I will <laughs> humbly I will humbly yeah, uh, go. go I will humbly go after. So he gonna do it like me a little bit better though. Would y'all go a little bit better than me? <laughs> I mean, I mean, with white man science, I mean, me personally, I, just, I don't understand it. I mean, white man science, how I mean, in one hand, um, we say this white man science when um, uh, and then on the other hand, you will say that the white man stole all the science from me. So I don't understand it when when, when people use the word white man science. How, is it our science that the white man stole, or is it the white man's science because you're not agreeing with it because you're getting beat down with it? I, I mean, I just, I don't understand it. <laughs> That's a good one. It's a white man's science. You start getting beat down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it, it, that is the fact, Kofi. No. That is the exact... That is the exact framework of the whole argument is when it does not favor them, then it becomes the white man's science. Uh, science is beneficial to their argument when it is used to help them in their case or argue their case. But the minute that science proves that their argument is faulty or has some dents in it, mm. it is white man science. Or if it's a specific topic, it is white man science because some people don't subscribe to or uh, have a problem with uh, certain topics that we discuss heavily on here, such as evolution and so forth. Oh, that's white man science. Oh, that's this talk or that's that talk. You know, they run from they run from the scientific method. They run from Tepesip, correct method. They do all of that to avoid it. And then they say, oh, that's, you know, like they really empowered us. Um, I remember when I wrote a blog about um, uh, this particular topic dealing with us empowering people, giving them too much credit. Why would we want to give them that type of a credit when, you know, all they all they're doing is using some things that they le they learned from from other other cultures and expand, you know, expounding on it. But that's all. Go ahead. Say we go. OK, I was just going to say that. Um 
we have to understand what science, on the on the subject of white man science and black man science that science itself is two things one what was that no go ahead that was no go ahead okay science is two things it on one hand science is a set of methods that and tools that are used to allow us to know when something is known all right i'm, I'm making it very simple so on one hand science is a set of methods and tools that allows us to know when something is known then the second hand on the second uh leg of what science is science is the body of knowledge that is accumulated and acquired by way of the first thing i said so at the root of the word science is the word uh which means to know so the question becomes how do you know when something is known so you develop methods and tools in order to uh, falsify or eliminate science is a science does not try to prove anything science simply tries to falsify everything and so the at the at the uh, historical meaning of the word if you go back into the its uh, uh, historical meaning it means to cut up and to and to divide to slice up and so what you're doing is you're slicing away slicing away eliminating error eliminating error every step of the way to the point where what is left has to be you have to be able to hold and stand on to it so science is about methodology and evidence so when people ask about proof that is the domain of mathematics mathematics deals with logic and proof science deals with method and evidence so together science and math then you have a 360 realm of properly interpreting the natural world and so this is what the ancient uh remich uh, uh wrote about and said in the in the Ahmos papyrus that's being misnomered the mathematical papyrus this is what they say tep hesip the the correct methodology on how to properly uh deal with the natural world okay so that's what it's about so science so when we say white man science and black man science there's no such thing there's no such thing as those things and Kofi you hit it on the head it only becomes white man science when someone someone's argument is getting beat down or refuted then they want to demonize it because they want to avoid it and that's where uh sister naya comes in and she could probably discuss uh the, the concept of of cognitive dissonance that people have and confirmation bias i think you wrote the definition in the chat before confirmation bias and cognitive dissonance kicks in and then these people start using these terms oh that's the white man science or oh, that's this and that's that those are all defense mechanisms for people's shortcomings and so we have to be very careful and just help each other out like everything doesn't have to be a battle or you know uh like you don't have to feel defeated or weak if you go to someone for help like lean on people who are stronger than you because everybody has strengths and weaknesses so wherever i'm weak at i want to be able to lean on my brother or my sister where they're strong at and vice versa we have to start to 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 cultivate that kind of mentality so I just wanted to put that out there. There's no such thing as white man science or black man science. Science is science. Now, uh, you can use this body of knowledge to uh, to your advantage and to other people's disadvantage. So like like military, like everybody, like, for example, if two side, if two opposing forces have guns, then both people are using the knowledge and the mechanics and the tech and the technical aspect of a gun. 
but you can use it to your advantage by coming up with strategy and so on and so forth to overcome and to win something. So, so science in and of itself, that body of knowledge can be used and weaponized. So don't get it twisted. Science can be weaponized psychologically or even physically. So don't get it twisted. So, so just because it's weaponized doesn't make it, doesn't all of a sudden make it stop being science. Just like a gun can be, or let's use fire. Fire can be used to cook food or to set somebody's house on fire. So just because you set somebody's house on fire, it doesn't stop fire from being fire, whether you cook with it or not. So science is science. So, so we need to stop with the white man science and the black man science and all that kind of stuff and deal with science as is. So that's all I had to say. I know that was a little long-winded. I, I, I kind of beat Unk out on, 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 that, on that bill. No, that was great. That was great. Um, yeah, let me, I just want us to stop for one moment because I asked everyone the question in the chat room. Oh, they took that out? Did you did you press one if you if you heard what Wujawu said what science is? Press one because that's the reason for this hangout. Because we have to know what science is before we can get upset and mad when you're labeled a pseudoscientist. Like if you know what it means. It helps in this argument. So, Wujawu, could you just one more time just give us that definition of science again, just so we can ensure that all 85 of our <laughs> viewers understand. Um, okay, real quick. Science is two things. On the first leg, it stands on two legs. On the, on, on the left leg, science is a set of methods and tools that we use that allows us to know when something is known. And then on the second leg, the right leg, science is the body of knowledge itself that is accumulated and cultivated by way of the left leg, the first one. So that's what science is in a nutshell, those two things. And it comes from the root word uh, sincere or seer, which means to know from the Latin. And you go further back in its proto form it, me it has a, a meaning of to slice and dice and to cut, to cut something away, to cut something away. It's like an elimination process. And that's what science does. Science is, are those tools that allow us to eliminate, eliminate, eliminate. All right. It's not white, black, purple, brown, or whatever. Forget the crayon, Crayola colors. It is what it is. And so that's what it is. Can I go to Chapman real quick? Uh, Marquise Dillinger, I don't know how his things got. I put him on mute, Unc, so I don't even want to deal with him. Well, no, I just want to deal with what he said, though. He said, when, he, he said, when did, um, let me get this right. He said, when did, not religion, when did faith become an enemy of black people? And I think that was a good goddamn question. Enemy became a faith, I mean, enemy, mm, faith became an enemy to black people when they start to try to use it in place of science and technology. That's when it becomes an enemy. That's when religion becomes an enemy. You know what I'm saying? When you, Wujao says it all the time, right? When you use it for things that it wasn't even created to be used for, that's when it becomes an enemy. So like, if you use your car, you know what I'm saying, to carry your baby on the outside of it and just sit the baby on the hood and drive off, then that car becomes a real enemy to you and your family. You can misuse things all the time. 
So when you start trying to use God to pay your rent, you find out very fast that the rent don't get paid. Just that simple. Or when you try to use God to defend you against somebody punching you in your damn face instead of ducking or running or getting the bat, right? You're misusing it. That's not what that was used for. When you try to use your religion to build a damn building, right? When you try to start a community in the middle of nowhere with God, you know what I'm saying, and nothing else, man, you're not even using it right. You know, end up in a cult drinking Kool-Aid. So I just want to make that point. Go ahead, Sister Nye, you were speaking. Yeah, Asar, uh, mm -hmm. brother Asar logged on. Is that brother Asar? No, that might be. No. Yeah, I think it is. I, I think it is. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna tell you. Mm -hmm. um, oh, okay. Thing is, gonna yeah. Peace, peace. That's that. That watch that. That's what we gonna say. Peace, peace. Yeah, we. <laughs> that's his. That's his famous intro. Peace, peace. Peace, everyone. Was good. <laughs> he gotta say the black the black man is God. <laughs> oh, peace, peace. Know. Everyone what's good. Black man is God. Mm hmm What's going on, bro? So yeah, we're gonna lay it on. We're gonna give everybody a chance to come in. We're gonna give y'all a link. Man, y'all come in, ask the questions, challenge, whatever it is, right? Um, you know, the thing that's really going on right now is uh is this Native American thing. Right. And it's a bunch of pseudoscience. <laughs> and y'all wonder why we always winning. We always winning because we have we, we understand that science is undefeated at this at this point, like in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like it's undefeated. So you got you got you got cultures like Nubia. I think they last for like three thousand years with like a unchanged government. You know, how did they do that? Because they had logistics. They had tech, they had technology, they had science, right? And and and, and, and interwoven in that, they had their quote unquote, uh, what you want to call spirituality, religion, whatever you want to have it. You know what I'm saying? You know, you don't nobody get no more spookier than us. That was cool, but they seem to have a mechanism in their mind to know when enough was enough. Like they knew where to draw the daggone line. You know what I'm saying? So I guess we're still determining where do we draw the line at. You know what I'm saying? So Go ahead, Asar, you want to add something to this? I'm just, uh, I'm just joining, so I don't know what y'all been talking about before or even how long y'all even been uh, on. Okay. So, uh, uh, I'm uh, I'll get in where I fit in. Okay. Um, All right. I, I want to say something that... Um, about the, the the question you asked the brother you you repeated the question from the chat uh faith and everything right. and so if we really just kind of slow things down uh a bit uh you know people should just look up the word faith and and look at its historical meanings like look look at its look at its etymology and how and how the meanings you know kind of unfolded over time and you'll see that the word faith simply means trust it comes from the word uh, fides or fides which means to trust something and so the question becomes, what should you trust? And so science provides us the ability to to have conviction in our in our conclusions, because it's like I said, it's a set of tools and methods that allow us to know when something is known. And so once you once you put your your uh, inquiry through the fire of science, now you can trust it. And so you can have faith. You can actually have faith. In, in scientific conclusions rather than 
pseudoscientific conclusions that have no methodology of of the ability to falsify itself and things like that. So that's the difference. So there's nothing wrong with faith. Faith simply means trust. It, it, you know, you have uh, trust in something. So do you trust uh, something that 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 was not fact checked or or whatever at all? Or do you tr trust something that was put through rigor, you know, rigorous investigation and went through a whole bunch of checks and balances? So that's how we live our life. We live our life based on uh, the ratio between what we know versus what we believe. And 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 everybody has a comfort zone uh, and a different set of numbers for that ratio. So quickly, for an example, uh, how many people every time they get in their car to drive it, how many people actually check their lug nuts to the to the wheels on their car? Not that many people do that, but you really don't know if the lug nuts are tight. You you assume it every time. And, and so we have a comfort zone of like, OK, we we assume that it's tight. And we're able and we're, we 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 pass that. But some things you don't allow to go without you checking it out. Like you'll double check if your door is locked to make sure nobody robs your house or whatever. OK, you'll double check stuff like that, but you won't double check the lug nuts on your wheel. So we have certain habits that we do on a day to day basis that that have the ratio of belief versus knowledge. And so everybody lives their life a little differently. So so it's, it's, it's the preference in order for us to advance. We have to lean on the science side. That's 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 where things are are uh, advanced and progress is made. Every society. Matter of fact, Neil deGrasse Tyson does a lecture about um, I think I believe it's Islam. I think he used Islam as an example uh, where where the intellectual ism diminished. And, and so he was saying that that the scientific uh, uh, literacy is what pushes innovation, creativity and advancement and progress mm -hmm. and things like that. So anyway, I don't want to get too long with it, but I just want to put that out there so people could understand that there's nothing wrong with faith. You just have to you can't have misplaced faith. Mm -hmm. Facts. All right. So we're going to put the link in the in the, uh, in the right in the chat. Anybody want to join us and start a call and you can just straight join. Okay, I'm, let me, uh, you want me to post it up? Yeah, post it up. Y'all can join right in there. And all y'all faith seekers, you know what I'm saying, can come on in and have a, and have a, and have a shot at it. Uh, so, you know, it's just a lot of pseudo claims running around. And y'all got to ask yourself, why is the squad and the families always, um, why they keep winning? You know what I'm saying? Because we did, so if we want to deal, let me give you a good example. If we want to deal with the first people, watch this, in the Americas, right? Uh, one, from the beginning, it's a quote unquote uh, a biology conversation, right? Because it's really an evolutionary conversation. And when you deal with evolution, you're dealing with biology, right? And, and biology, first of all, does not say where life comes from biology actually deals with living organisms once they're here right and so we want to deal with the living organism that is the human being in north america then we can deal with this biology right and so then we would have to look at the dna you know and i'm saying like these are the things you need uh to deal with when you're actually dealing with the first americans you know what i'm saying especially when that technology is here you got to deal with the DNA, the biology. And then, of course, it's also the archaeology. 
but then y'all fight against the dates and all that, right? So you got archaeology, you got biology, evolution, you know what I'm saying? Uh, paleontology, the study of bones. These are the things. And then strata, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 uh, dating processes. These are all science. But those same people that are claiming Native American, right, they, they guard against all of that. All that's the white man's sign. So I'm trying to figure out if that's the case and it's not real, then how the hell are you ever going to prove your point? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how? Like, I be, that's why I be funny. That's why we be like Hank Earn around here. Get it out of here, knock it out the park. And, and it ain't that we that much smarter. It's just that we use the proper tools to deal with the, the conversation. You know what I'm saying? That's that's why we that's why Wu John and Solomon will say that Afro Asiatic is shoot up. Because they ain't never put the scientific method on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they never, they they never they 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 just made it up. It's it's unscientific. Crazy, man. Right. Hit one. Hit hit the like button. All right. You know what I'm saying? Hit the like button. Subscribe. So, so I have this book here. Um by University of Kennet Press, by um, handbook, a free researcher's first handbook, um, and it's a really good book because it's going over a lot of the things that we talk about. I know Asar has a class, a research methods class. So Asar, I wanted to just bring you in because I wanted you to explain the methods part of science because we talked about what science is and we defined it, but what type of, when we say what methods you're using, could you explain to the audience what we're specifically talking about? Because if your methods aren't correct, your science is going to be bad. So could you explain to the audience what we mean by methods? And uh, before you say something, uh, Asar, anybody who did click on the link and come in, if you uh, just be uh, a little patient and mute yourself, and then we'll, we'll open the floor up. But, uh, but everybody's invited to come on in. Uh, I posted the link and everything. We can all have a a, a real good uh, progressive conversation, but uh, but just be patient and um, mute yourself first, and then we'll we'll open it up. But, be uh, respectful, man. Yeah. Uh, so sorry if you're still there. Uh, yes, I'm here. I'm here. Um, first and foremost, uh, peace to the uh, Amara Squad, uh, Mosty Warrior Clan, the Session Metanetric Group. Uh, if I can see everyone on the panel, Kofi, Solomon, uh, Sister Naya, uh, of course, Brother Ankh, Brother Wujawu, and I'm missing somebody, uh, Brother Eni, uh, Herod, I see, um, and anybody who comes in, all the listening audience, I uh, appreciate uh, y'all listening uh, to us, and this is, of course, an important topic. Uh, to the question regarding what are methods uh, methods are basically the careful and systematic steps that a scientist or researcher uses to come to the truth of a research question. It is the steps taken that allows a researcher to eliminate chance as a possibility 
for uh, being an answer to that research question. It is a series of procedures and again, steps, ways of coming to a conclusion uh, that seeks also to eliminate error in one's analysis. So all of these things combine when we talk about methodology. It's just a systematic way that you come to a conclusion. Now, there'll be different methods for different fields of study and different research questions. So there's no central method. Um, researchers and scientists collectively, because we got to understand as well that science, as we understand it today, is a collective endeavor. So the logic is basically that two or more heads are better than one because a single human being is a lot more prone to biases and mistakes, but that is greatly reduced the more people who was involved in the project, at least ideally. So what scientists seek to do is to create experiments uh, to do observations that other scientists could come back behind them following the same procedures and or changing the procedure slightly or introducing new variables um, so that they can repeat um, or fine tune the results of the experiments and or observation. And so we can get more of a consensus on a particular topic. Now we got to understand that not everything is science, but Certain people can do things kind of scientifically. And what I mean by that is that because in like the quote unquote hard sciences like physics and astronomy and biology and things of that nature, things that are guided by universal laws are, are repeatable. But for instance, if you are a historian, a historian is not a scientist because you can't repeat history. We can't dig Martin Luther King out of the grave and put him back on the hotel balcony and, you know, have him shot again so we can find out exactly where the bullet come from and who it was and if he will die again, you know, saying by the bullet. We can't do that. So we just have to look at, you know, other means of evidence um, from history to kind of paint a narrative on possibly what happened. And so um, another aspect of methodology and the whole scientific process is this notion of falsibility. And so we, in, in, in science, we seek to create uh, research questions that uh, ultimately is falsifiable. So for example, if I say that the, the trajectory of the moon, given its rate of speed and spin on this axis, should rotate, you know, I don't know, so many times per day 
or something like this. Given that the moon exists and it does move and we can observe it, whatever my research question was that I just made up on the spot is falsifiable, meaning that it could be true and that we could design experiments or whatnot to falsify it. That means that, that my hypothesis could be false. Um, what is unfalsifiable are research questions regarding things that do not exist. For example, research question. Is Santa Claus between 250 and 350 pounds? This is an unfalsifiable research question because Santa Claus doesn't exist. So we can't observe, we can't weigh, we can't do anything uh, regarding Santa Claus because he does not exist. And so we couldn't design any, we couldn't prepare any, any methods to, to falsify that, um, that research question. Or that, um, or in, in my hypothesis would be that Santa Claus weighs 275. You know, and so I can't falsify that hypothesis because Santa Claus doesn't exist. And this is very important because science deals with falsifying hypotheses. We don't seek to prove um, our hypotheses because one, you can't prove anything in science. Um, and that's a whole philosophical discussion in of itself. Uh, all you can do is present uh, enough observations that something is more than likely true. But proof is an issue of philosophy and mathematics. And mathematics is not science. It is a tool used in science, but it is not science itself. Because in science, you have to be able to experiment um, and observe certain things. And mathematics doesn't allow you uh, to do that. So uh, hopefully my bantering wasn't too scattered and I answered your question. Yeah, that was good. Excellent. All right. Good point. Good points. Yeah, make sure you go back on WAP um, real quick or so. Because the pseudos, they're going to grab that. Oh, man, I told you you couldn't prove nothing in science, man. And why are we doing it? <laughs> I, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just saying, though. So what do you mean by falsify? What do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, you can't, like, like supernatural. Like, you couldn't apply the method of supernatural things. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just can't do it. But go ahead and solve real quick. What do you mean by that? What do you mean you can't prove nothing? What you saying, bro? Yes, again, uh, proof is an issue of mathematics. It is a logical structuring of an explanation of something to where it cannot logically be anything else. This is what we mean by a mathematical proof. And um, when we talk about science, <laughs> see, this is the thing. In order to prove something, to make sure that it's true always, you have to be able to experiment on it always. Because you can't do an experiment forever, this is how you can't prove anything. So, for example, if, if we have the theory of gravity 
and we throw an apple in the air, two million three thousand two hundred and twenty-eight times. We can have an idea that if we throw the apple in the air one more time, that is more than likely going to come down. Mm-hmm. But it's never guaranteed. But in order to argue that if you're going to throw an apple in the air on Earth, that it's going to come right back down, you would have to throw the apple in the air on Earth forever. And that is just an impossibility. And it, it, is, not, it is not necessary. So we do experiments enough times that the probability um, of the truth of the research question and the hypothesis is more than likely the case. So if 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 we were to throw you know uh, the apple in the air, we won't do it like four or five times. We do it thousands of times, maybe a million times. So that the, uh, mathematically, statistically, it is more than likely, like it has to be in the 99% tile for, for a scientist to argue that something is more than likely true. But you can never be 100% sure because you would have to continue, you would have to perpetually do the experiments forever and ever so that, you know, the argument could be that this is going to be the case all the time. So it's just impossible to do. And some things are just impossible to, um, to, to do an experiment. For example, as I mentioned with the history, for example, the Big Bang. There's no way we could create, recreate the Big Bang to observe it. You know, um, we just don't have that time, especially since it's been billions of years since the initial Big Bang. And there's no instruments that we could, you know, uh, recollapse the universe back into its singularity and do the whole thing over again. You know, plus, you know, if you was to do that, of course, you would collapse all of the, the molecules and things that make us human in the first place, you know, trying to reverse time, um, which would nullify your experiments anyway. So, you know, these are the the types of things and considerations that you have to have when you're understanding what what science is. Science deals with experimentation and probability. And so we look for uh, statistical significance, you know, when doing these experiments. But when you say the word proof, proof has nothing to do with science. That's mathematics and philosophy and logic that proof is what you're what you're talking about so usually when somebody says prove it through science you know that they're not a scientist this is a, this is a uh one of those surefire ways to find a, a, a pseudo you know using scientific jargon incorrectly hmm. yeah we spoke on that too i hope people are writing i hope people are, are are um really getting this like you said this is a very important topic um and I know we have some some people in here. So uh, Naya, were you were you finished? I want to make sure we get give everyone a chance to. Um... Yes, I'm finished. Those I think that we've set the the tone and we have a great foundation to start our discussion with our panelists. Okay, well I think I think we we can open it up. So I think um, Solomon was was here first. So I, I'm gonna try to go in order. If not, you know, 
and whatnot. So uh, welcome, uh, uh, Solomon. I, I I don't know if this is Solomon that I'm that I'm familiar with on um, Sonetta's platform or not. But uh, anyway, welcome, and uh, open mic is open. Yeah, um, give me a second. I'm I'm, I'm actually doing something real quick. So oh. gonna, uh get somebody else real quick. Okay, no problem. I think we have another person. Um, all I see is LG Harmony. So uh, I don't know whoever uh, LG Harmony is that came in. The floor is yours. LG Harmony. What's up? Can you hear me? Yep. There you go. Yep. Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? All right. Peace. How's everything going? I have uh, some questions about um, scientific method. Okay. And evolution. Okay. <clears throat> Is it true that when a scientist when a scientist come to a scientific conclusion, such as the laws of electricity, for example? It's proven because I can turn my lights on. And I heard, I think that was a saw and Motep talking about it, the ability to repeat the process. Yes. And um, like I could be, I mean, what part of evolutionary biology has been repeated? Um, well, and can, and can be repeated like a scientific law every time. Give me the experiment. And how it took place. Now, okay, so can I ask me, you a question, LG? First, could you could you define evolutionary biology for us, please? So you you're not gonna. No one's gonna answer my question. No, no, no we already know. Hold on, now you know who that is. You're talking to, right? I know who I'm talking to. I just want him to define evolutionary biology. So. We can all be on the same page. What is your uh, definition of evolutionary biology? So you know, context, right? Do you yeah. know? Do you know what the Do you know what the definition of evolutionary biology is? Modification with descent. Okay, so so brother, um, um, if this is like Lex Vortex, man, call him by his real name, man. That's okay. Right? See, be. it doesn't matter. Can I mean, be, I'm not listen, y'all. I'm just. I'm not. Try, I don't want to be. You oh, know, I'm just. Yeah, that's why it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So, all right, let's 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 wait. Let's keep it here. Evolutionary biology, because I don't want to confuse this topic because it's an important topic. So, yeah. Why not just cuss them out early and get it over? No, listen, man. Hold up. It's gonna end up there anyway, though. Why not just get over? All right, right. There go the show right there. Why not get it over early? This is good. Let the information come out, man. I'm gonna mute my. Hold on, I'm gonna mute myself. This is our new channel, so let's keep it going. All right, so one, so let's do this though. Let's do this because because we're not gonna invite people here just to curse them out. We talking about Lex Vortex though. But 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 wait, but wait, wait a minute though. Let's. All right. Okay. I'm 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 quiet. All right. So let's do this. I'm gonna leave you alone on this one, bro. All right, so let's do this. So let's let's have an understanding. 
no matter if it's Lex Vortex or Superman or or uh, General Zod, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're inviting everyone here, and we're gonna and and not to curse them out. So so Lex, you have a question, and so the sister Naya is right in asking you to define something because because remember we have listeners listening in, so we're all trying to learn. So when you ask yeah. us a, when you ask us a question. Because we're not telepathic, you may mean something different than than what the consensus is on it. So that's why she asked you to define evolutionary biology, and I was great uh, asked you for the same thing. So so can you repeat what you what you define evolutionary biology as, and then we could move from there. Okay, yeah, I use the term evolutionary biology because when you talk about evolution, it the the word can be broad. So a lot of people say. Well, evolution is real, but what they're talking about is biology, right? Basically, when you're talking about um, organisms, that's biology. You know, you got to start off with a cell. So modification with descent is the term that, as far as I know, is would describe it the best. Okay. That means that over time, modification with descent is the scientific phrase that is used. Okay, so so based on modification through descent, you're asking where do we see that constant? Like you you gave the comparison between light switches and, and electricity and your lights coming on and things like that. So are you are you familiar with the with? Um, oh, hold up, you. I don't want to be rude, my brother, but I I'm the student and I asked a question and it's like we're about to go into a whole like another. Okay, wait a minute. So. So Lex, right, but we Lex, have to clarify the question for our audience, yeah. LG, because you can't assume that everybody knows what you're saying because you said a lot. So what, okay. how we started this show is we started with definitions. And the reason we do that is because we want to make sure that we're on the same page so we can have open communication so we won't have to fight about terms. Okay. 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 But but so, Lex, Lex, I'm... I'm bring God killer into it. But Lex, I, I'm in sync with your definition now. So I'm good to go. So so okay. if you if you be patient, I'm going to try to uh, start off to address what you're asking. But I want you to understand that um, that when human beings are born and I'm asking, I'm making a statement and asking you a question as well. When human beings are born, you know that we receive 23 uh, chromosomes from our ma mother and 23 from our father but prior to us receiving those 23 the mother and father's 46 they split and they recombine and that recombination has uh the randomness and mistakes over time this forms mutations are you are you aware of that um yeah i would say to some degree yeah okay so these mutations causes change in genetic populations are you aware of that I'll agree to that. Okay, so over long periods of time, these changes will, can be demarcated and marked. And so because of these changes, we see through time, because you said your definition of, of evolutionary biology is modification through descent. What I just described and you said you, can, you, agree, you acquiesced to just now is modification through descent. So what I just described is modification through descent because you are a descendant okay. of your mother and father and you don't have the exact same combination of genes as your mother and father and over long long periods of time this change becomes more greater and greater and greater to the point where mutations can be identified 
and your and your oh, lineage bro. and your lineage on your maternal side and your lineage on your paternal side will go through a slower mutation uh, change. And this is what we call uh, haplotypes, and you get grouped into a population. And you you receive a haplo group. You'll be mm. part of a haplo group, and those haplo group and those codes represent mutations, which are changes over time, which is modification through descent. Okay. Now, what I asked was in the um, evolutionary biology, what is established scientific laws that is repeatable and what experiments have been done to show that it is a law that can be repeated every time. That's why I use delight. We know, see, a lot of people say, and the reason why I'm going to tell you why I'm asking this, because I hear you guys say things like, well, people don't understand science. That's why they reject it and things like this. But what I'm saying is when I turn on my lights, that's an exact science. And I know it's based off scientific law because Next. it never Next. fails. Next. So, what I'm asking, science, so what I'm asking Hold is... Hold on, before when, you ask anything, why don't you define for the listening audience what the law is so we know you know what it is. Because you usually you use it like four times, so I want to know what is a law, brother. I, uh, I I don't know the the exact definition of how to say what a law. I would say it's um established rules that governs a function. Okay, so all right, let's 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 take your definition: established rules that govern a function. Hold on, hold on, y'all. Now I'm just saying. I, I, my question is still kind of. I just feel like it's being avoided a little no, bit. No, no, no. Listen, listen. I'm listen, listen. I'm 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 addressing your questions. I'm I'm walking with you. I'm in sync with you. I'm using your definitions because I'm not in your head. So once you say it, now I'm in sync. All right. So let me. So Can let me. Let me. Hold up. Let me. Let me walk. My definitions and my knowledge, and you just give me the repeatable experiment that's been done to show that evolution has been established as a law, a scientific law. Okay, so wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, one second. Hold up, one second, though, one second, because you got to slow things down for a second. All right, because evolution is a theory. Evolution is not a law. So, so I hope, I hope we're on the same page with that, Brother Lex. So you're asking about a law in evolution or evolutionary law that evolution itself doesn't make the claim to be. It's an evolutionary theory. And a theory is different than a law. A theory is a substantiated explanation for for an explanation of a substantiated uh, set of fact of facts. So it, a theory comes out to be an explanation of something, right. not the facts right. itself. So right. so now if you're looking for something, if you want to find something that's repeatable, then all you have to do is look at every single birth of a human being because Modification through descent takes place at the birth of every single child on the planet. So it is repeatable and it's been repeating ever since human beings been on this planet. So if you're looking, that's where you look. Well, no, that's you can't really say that's where I look because before you before you say modification with descent is dealing with every human being, you've jumped about a couple of million years ahead in time well more than a couple of million years like hundreds of millions of years well okay. wait 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 hold on, hold on let me say what i'm saying biology no, no. lg lg we can't we can't because we gotta stop we can't. 
because you you because you're changing the subject. So we have to stay on one topic I'm at a time. Changing the subject. Because he gave you over the place. You asked for what up? Hold on. Hold on. starts off with a single cell organism. Hold on, hold on. First of all, you So he's jumping to birth of human beings that didn't come about to how long? Hold on, let's Okay. So you know, you're all over the place and you're using scientific jargon incorrectly. Facts. Here we go. Okay. All right, y'all. Peace. Thanks for buck dancing. Have a good night. All right. Peace. All right. So let me let me continue to address you know what um, where he went wrong in his question. First of all, when you're dealing with uh, electricity, that is not a biological. Uh, <laughs> you can't relate electricity, you know, saying to biology. Um, you know, electricity. Uh, we're talking about photons, excitation of the electromagnetic field, um, and, you know, that thing doesn't evolve in a way like you know, biological organisms do. And remember what I said, uh, it was two mechanisms in terms of, of, of science that we deal with. It is experiments and observations. Not everything that I said can be experimented on. Otherwise, we would have to do, it's a thing in science called ethics. And so we can experiment with, with human beings and all kinds of animals in such a way, but it would be unethical to do so, to, to modify everything in that, in, in that sense to do this. So you just observe what naturally happens. So when Ujabu says just observe every human being that comes out, um, that is not an issue of hundreds of thousands. I don't even know where that even came from in, in trying to put a timeline <laughs> in there. It just made no sense whatsoever. What you could do is, you know, take blood samples from, you know, all the human beings in which you have access to and look at uh, the genes, or and not necessarily the blood samples, but, you know, the DNA, which you can get from spit, mm -hmm. um, and, and look at the sequences. You observe the sequences and the changes and things this way. Just like when you look at evolution from the standpoint of like uh, hominids or dinosaurs or something to this nature, you can look at the layers in the rock. You can you can use um, the, the like for example the experiments in terms of um, the dating processes, argon, carbon dating, things of that nature uh, to determine dates. You know, between you know uh, fossils and, and DNA within uh, molars or something to this nature, in which you can extract and do all these different things. Um, you know, again, it's it's just like, for example, when you know we demonstrated the validity of Einstein's uh, theory of relativity. Um, you know, the, uh, dealing with uh, gravity. And, you know, if he brought out the notion of the curvature of space-time and, and they were able to observe a little later on after his initial arguments how light would bend, you know, saying around the sun, um, which would demonstrate the, the, the logic because everything in space uh, travels in straight lines until you get around, you know, saying large mass of objects, which bend space time. And so, you know, an experiment is 
you know, observing the light, for example, the, the, the way that we can see it in, in terms of a, um, uh, because, you know, looking directly at the sun, it's kind of hard to see a ray of light, you know, say coming from another star behind it. But it's easier to see once, you know, there's like an eclipse that blocks the, the main aspects of the sun. And so when you're looking at a star and you see its light coming towards you and it curves around, this demonstrates uh, and, and um, verifies the predictions, you know, saying made by the equations of, you know, and um, the, the relativity equations. Um, and so, you know, this is another way in which certain things are verified. Again, it's about observation. And so there's certain things that, you, you know, for example, that we would do in physics that you would do more physics experiments, so to speak. When it comes to living organisms and things of that nature, it's more so observations. Now, there's to an extent that you can do experiments like when they do cloning, you know, saying a sheep. There's recently been some monkeys that have been uh, cloned in China and things of that nature. Or if you, you know, um, you know, say alter or introduce a particular uh, uh, gene or something to this nature, there's a way that you can do that in terms of experimentation. But they've been able to observe, for example, in frogs. What got um, Darwin thinking about evolution in the first place was just observing moths in England and noticed the different colorations of the moths that had uh, the dark coloring, you know, that was near the industrial uh, areas because of the smoking things versus the moths that were in the countryside away from the... Uh, the, the, the industrial uh, plants and things of this nature. And then, of course, when he was on the, the islands and noticed the sizes of the beaks of the birds and things, and things this was based off of uh, observation. And this is what led to um, being able to observe naturally uh, in, 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 because you have microevolution and you have macroevolution. And so there's just many ways in which, you know, evolution has been uh, demonstrated time and time again. Uh, even in the lab, you know, um, matter of fact, you know, as we say all the time, of you know, just understanding viruses uh, is demonstration of evolution and why certain medicines from before ain't going to work today because viruses evolve. And, you know, what you design as far as a medicine it is it's going to be immune to it. And things of that age. So I'll just end there before I just, you know, be rambling. But he was all over the place in in, okay. in his own question. Take a look so at the fences. Take a look at the fences. Uh they have been observed uh to evolve in nature. Uh look it up. Uh look that up. Finches. I'll bring up the article for you. And for the record, um Brother Lex presupposes that a law somehow is is a hierarchy, is the highest standard in science. It is not. The gold standard would actually be a theory. So he was saying, so tell us the law of theory. No, no, no. So you got that wrong. I already knew you didn't understand your terms. Go ahead, Sister Naya. And nobody oh, ran you off because I knew myself out. Before uh, she jumps in, you know, people are out to understand a law is simply uh, the, it's, it's simply the, uh, a rule. Mm -hmm. it's, just, it's, just a, it's, <laughs> it's just a rule that you observe, you know, saying in nature. And it's one of those that, you know, no matter how many times we do the experiments, mm -hmm. this seems to be the case. 
So we call it a law. But all you're describing is the process by which something happens. That's all a law is. And laws can change. And that's what people don't understand. Laws can change. So a law can be uh, debunked um, in, in, you know, due to future experiments. But I'll leave um, that. Yeah, um, if I could say something. Mm-hmm. Can I interject real quick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm not I'm not a scientist, so I'm not going to claim to be a scientist, but I think I understand what Lex was um, saying. All right, go go for it. Um, he was asking the question: Can you show? Can you? Can it be shown? Yes. Evolutionary biology. Can it be shown? Um, and according to what you're saying, and he used the example of the lights or the process of the light switch, because that can be shown over and over and over and over again. So I think what and I want to clarify. So let me clarify my answer because I, I answered the brother. And so when I answered him, that's when people that's when people realized he was he was all over the place because he 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 didn't accept the answer to his question. He wants to see. I said, if he wants to observe evolutionary biology to be observable, I said, all you have to do is witness the birth of every single child human being on the planet. Because I explained, as I explained, that mod- he gave well, his definition. Wait, I he, he gave, he, he gave, think- he gave, hold on, hold on one second. He gave his definition. That's why we asked him for his definition. So he can't back away from his own definition. He said, right. modification through descent. So I, I gave an example of modification through descent. It happens every time a child is born. But the modification is so small that the changes, we won't call those mutations or anything like that. But technically, those are mutations. But over long periods of time, the mutations are so great, it, it affords us the, the ability to label them and to make distinctions. And so if he wants to witness evolutionary biology at work, he could witness the birth of every single child that comes into the world. But now what he what he meant to ask, and this is why it's important to formulate your questions properly. He was trying to talk about uh, the first human being. He wanted to go way back millions of years of how humans. No, no, he's not even the first human being. I think he was talking about the first cell. OK, 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 fine, fine. But, but this is the thing, though, and this is the thing that will cause this conflict. You knew what he was trying to say. No, 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 no. Hold up. Let me let me make something clear. No, I don't see as a scientist. I don't make an assumption because I'd rather somebody say what they mean instead of me assume what they mean, because I'm I'm from the school of say what you mean and mean what you say. So so I'm listening. So what he was trying to say. No, no, no. That's my assumption. See, the brother's not here anymore because he he chose to 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 bounce out. But I'm saying I'm saying based on what I read after he left, he made a comment into chat box. So I didn't know this as he was saying it. So but he made a comment in the chat that allowed me to expand on what I think he was trying to get to. So so that's where that came from. So so he's talking about because he said humans evolve over a thousand, you know, hundreds of thousands of years or whatever he said in the chat. So if that's what he wants to to deal with, then that's what he should have asked. And, and, and we gave him the opportunity to define what he meant by evolutionary biology. The sister Naya asked him, he said modification through descent. So I gave him an observable thing because electricity didn't start with the light bulb or, or, or with the light switch. So, so he used electricity as something that's observed today. 
But but if I wanted to be in his mind, if I wanted to be like him, I'd be like, well, well, show me the very first spark of electricity that we call electricity, you know, go way back millions and billions and trillions of years. You know, no, he wanted to see something observable because that's why he said the comparison. And you just even repeated it. You said you understand what he meant by saying that, OK, something that that can be observed. So birth, you could walk into any hospital and observe a birth of any child and you can have children yourself and you will be witnessing evolutionary biology full fledged right there. Now, now, you make a comparison with that um, to try to suggest that. From the beginning of time, from a single cell, that that is like the same process. No, I'm not. I'm definitely not because you have asexual and and all those different kinds of reproductions and stuff like that that have occurred uh, all throughout the so, Earth's, Earth's history and so, so on I and think so what forth. What he was trying to say was, can you show an, an, an example of that? A single cell developing all over the place. First of all, okay. electricity is not a living organism. Right. Uh, we're not talking about electricity right now. No, but listen. For him to even start off the question, we're talking about um, the light switch and things of this nature, not understanding this is the issue of physics, not, you know, um, biology, two different things. So they will require two different um, methods. That's why I mentioned at the beginning that depending on what field of science that you are involved, they have different methods for demonstrating certain things. And so the methods in physics are not the same as the methods in biology. So I also mentioned that there's certain things that just aren't repeatable. So, for example, we know for a fact that birds are the descendants of the flying dinosaur. But we cannot recreate, this isn't Jurassic Park, the other dinosaurs to see if they will evolve now into the bird. There's no experiment that you can do. All you can do is observe the fossil records and the uh, genetic sequences of these okay. items. So, you know, that's what was mentioned to him. He just didn't understand that he was all over the place. So you said only thing we got to do is observe the fossil records and what else? No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's, let's go to, let's go to, let's go. Oh, let's 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 go. Hold up. Let's let's go to the bi biological thing, because because you're you're because right now, I mean, I, I know you don't uh, mean to be. But right now, you're you're Lex Vortex's spokesperson <laughs> because you're 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 um, you're you're repeating what, what he may have meant. So oh. let's let's deal with it real quick. I'm going to be real, real fast because yeah, I just want to give him I just I just want to give him an answer. I got the scientific journal pulled up and I got the article. Yeah, just okay. give me the uh, I, so I just need the answer. First. Okay, but wait, but but hold up, but answering what? See, so th this is the thing. So 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 from the first cell, so from the first cell to something else, you know, because really, I mean, it, it's it's real simple. Uh, uh, it's, it's like this, right? It's like this, right? If you're telling me that okay, we came from a single cell, <laughs> we we over time mutated into different species nah. over time, and nope. if you give if you're selling that to me. That's not I, evolution. No one said that. Right. Okay. Okay. Well. Do you have cells in your body? Hold on. Let's do this. How many cells do you got in your body? I don't know, bro. Billions of cells, right? So you think it's a stretch to go from one to a billion? You, do, do we not have single cell organisms? Yeah, we do have single cell organisms. Right. Wait. So then, and then we have complex organisms, right? 
All right. That's, that's not confusing. No, that's, what's 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 even more elementary is that brother uh Solomon. Right, hold on, let me you started hold on, hold on, hold on, let me let me just say I I'll, I'll say this and I'll get right back to you. You started off as a single sperm and you met an egg. You met an egg and then you went through a development process where you multiplied and or divided and you became you 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 would start off with one and then you became many. And then that yeah. many transformed into a lot and so on and so forth. So it's yeah. not it's not hard to see. That's why I was saying that if you witness the birth and the conception of every child is born into this world, you will witness all the things that y'all are asking about right there. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're, you're saying that, you know, you you're trying to explain the answer by using something else, though. No, but I got the direct answer. How about that? No, no, the the That's answer. I said, give it to me, up. Huh? I said, give it. Go ahead. Well, right here. All right. Uh, a new breed of species has evolved on the Galapagos, right? And scientists watched it happen. So that's your answer. Have they ever observed it? Yes, they have. For the first time, first of all, science is predictive. Let's get that straight. <laughs> Theories predict. Okay, predict what's going to happen. So science is just that. It's predictive. So watch this. So Darwin predicted that based off of uh, the quote unquote uh, closest relatives uh, to humans that the oldest such is found in Africa. He predicted that. He hadn't found any fossils yet. And then we found the fossils. So watch this. For the first time, scientists have been able to observe something amazing. It says the evolution of a completely new species in the wild in real time. And it took just two generations. So this is from the BBC. But we don't just use the BBC. What we like to use is where it came from. Where did it come from? It came from the Journal of Science. So we go straight to the Journal of Science. And is it, the article is entitled, Rapid Hybrid Speciation in Darwin's Finches. There you go right there. That is the answer to your question. Whether you accept it or not, that's on y'all. But there you go. Okay, that's I January, don't, I don't January 12, you say, 2018. You say, oh. And that's called checkmate where I'm from. So hey, you, uh, you said hybrid. There, bro. You said you said hybrid. What's the hybrid? No, see, no, we can't keep doing it, bro. See what I'm saying? You see what you just did, though? No, no, I'm asking a question. What's I can't the, ask the question, bro. Yes, you can. What's the question? I just said, what is a hybrid? A hybrid is hybridization. When, like, let's say we got two ranges of baboons, two different species of baboons, and where they ranges cross each other, right? You get hybridization. Just like Neanderthal and Homo sapiens sapiens. All right, so I think that the question that was being asked. I just read it. Did I not read it? Um, I said, was, didn't we already repeat that the process? This is something that's not being answered. Okay, so hold up. So, so, Solomon, hold up. So, hold up. So, Solomon. Because so, if you're selling so, me, if you're selling wait, me. Wait, wait, wait. So, Solomon, ask, ask, ask your, ask your question. As, wait, wait, wait. Y'all ran down, y'all ran down like the scientific. Um, I, yeah, ask your question. Like, like, don't, don't, no longer speak. Like, I don't know if you're still. I'm not, I'm not speaking for Lex right now. Okay, go for it. All right, all right. Ask, ask your question. Intelligent design conversation with y'all. Come on. Like, he's talking about how do we know, how do we know that humans evolve from one single cell as opposed to. God putting us on earth. Like this is an intelligent design question. So Solomon, thanks for the question. I feel like Ujau answered the question. I think not, not the human, explanation, 
but I'll go back a little further for you, okay? So we talk all species, right? All species share 23 universal proteins, right? All species. So we got we know what species is, all of us. Through the proteins and do through sequences, scientists can do mathematical calculations to show that the instructions for human life, which you're going to get at the base pair of A, C, G, and T, right? That all species share these 23 universal proteins at the cellular level. And you can research this. I can put it in the in the um in the chat for you. But when you when when we look at the DNA, we can see we can see how we evolve for one single cell. But you have to do the work. So it's there to show that there was one cell, but you have to look at the work. And I'll put something in the chat room for you because I'm not going to read the entire um, article, okay? But this is this is an um, intelligent design versus <laughs> evolution conversation. So we don't want to spend that much that much time on it. No, but he asked a question. The, the question was clear. Have scientists ever observed evolution? And I just gave him two articles. They clearly says they yeah, have done I, that. The CC totally was talking about something else that I didn't ask for. But like, I, I know what you. Okay, Solomon, can you do us? Can you do us? Like to read it. Solomon, right, can that, you? That's all I need you to do, Solomon, at this particular juncture, mm. right? And don't do what everybody else do. They keep arguing, but they won't read it. So just read it. And that's exactly what Lex asks. He says, Show me the um, article, Lex. Um, um, show me the article. I think um, she put it. Solomon. She put it. She put it in the chat. Okay, uh, I'm going to put it in the chat room for you. Okay, but Solomon, if you have, if you, if you, if you've, if you're done, then then that's cool. But if you had a, a, a specific question, because I think you're the only other person that's in here. If you had another question or or if you could clarify your question, because I, I really wasn't clear on your own question because it sounded like you kind of like camel backed off of what Lex was saying. So so if you had your yeah, own. I was, I was camel backing off of what Lex said. Right. OK, but then but then but then that's that was a little that. But see, we we never like whatever Lex was saying was was blurry. So maybe no, you could me yo I, because i know i'm like a book and i and i know i know it's question for you answer that shit he wanted my, to know my, my personal observe evolution he wanted to know what was my well, that's not what he asked though but that's cool that is that's not what he nah, asked that, that's not what he asked what he not, i thought he said he didn't ask that he didn't ask and that he defined what he asked no no he, did, he didn't ask that that's why i did he ask he wanted to know can we ever see it no he's he's and you said, yeah, you said, and, and you gave me an example, Wujow. So why you give me that example? If that he said through modification and descent. No, I said modification and descent. He said, he said, he said, he said, he said ev evolutionary biology, he, he, he gave the comparison with electricity because yeah, it right, could be, so it could backwards. be. He wanted to know if scientists ever really observed that process, period, evolution. Period. Right, but he can't. But you, you have know, to, you he, have to let him he, ask he that. He knows exactly what he's saying. Can't formulate the question. Four you people. can't yeah. say some somebody is wrong when they answer the question. What you have? He did answer the question, but he he ain't get that. He ain't understand it. So I went a little more simpler form. Hello. I no, I didn't even understand your response, Uncle. You, you didn't understand the articles I just put in there. Nope, I didn't. Hello, Uncle. <laughs> okay, hold up. Uh, I, uh, I, I didn't even. Uh, 
Hold up, but wait, wait, wait. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. So hold on. No people don't understand what evolution is, but they want to argue. They want to ask questions and then argue. Yeah, exactly. Did I argue with anybody? I didn't argue. No, 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 that's not about you, Solomon. Hello, but hold up, hold up. Let's 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 get a little bit of order because we got we got another person in here. So 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 Solomon, if you if you could hold hold up for a second. Everybody freeze before I think I'm losing my goddamn mind. I just read the article, New Breeder Species Has Evolved on the Galapagos, and scientists watched it happen. I thought the primary question was, has, has anybody ever observed evolution? That, that's, what he, yeah, that's what he asked, and he asked, what is the experiment? And that's why I answered the question. No, he said, can... There's no experiment that you can do to observe... Did everybody see the process be repeated? That's what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't. It wasn't that. The answer that... to the question is the article right there. No. Yes. No. No. The question no. is you had to observe it naturally. I think. I think. Yes. Knows, I think Unk understands the question better. Wait. 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 Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. 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 Between between Asar and Unk, like listen, Lex did not ask it a simple question like like that. He did. He didn't ask. Has has no, scientists? Wait. Wait. Fast, one second. Let me just say what I'm saying. He did not ask. Uh, have scientists ever observed evolution and left it that that way? Nah, he wanted more. He wanted he wanted to know if it's observed. Where did they observe it? Like how you can observe electricity? That's why he. That's oh, wait wait wait. That's why he. That's why he added that whole electricity bit in there. That's so, fine, job, but I, but they have observed it right in nature. Is what the fuck I'm trying to say now? Stop no, <laughs> no, wait wait. We understand. We understand that. But they they observed it. But question even before you went and got the article he certainly wow. did he certainly yeah. did we, we answered that but he doesn't understand what evolution is when you don't understand something you don't yeah. know when the question has been answered yeah because you don't understand the, I, of the of the, the question right. that you're asking he certainly you did so how do, all right wait, wait, wait so I, how do you understand evolution you study it yeah, you do. I, I, no, so that's the question. That goes back to the question. How can you study something that has been repeated? And they just repeat. They just wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up. You just said, okay, let's stop there. You just said, how do you study something that's not repeated? I just, when I answered Lex Vortex, I you said, I said, I said that every child about, that's born. About um, how humans reproduce. No, he didn't want to say that. Uh, wait, context. no, context. I. Whole you're making a comparison with that and how, and how the mutations are inherited yes i said listen listen this is what i mean if you don't <laughs> understand you won't know when the question has been answered yeah so what, what needs to happen well y'all the teachers you know what i'm saying they say right one. if you can't if you can't listen, break it down for a third grade to go back to square one you're not teaching properly what bro. evolution is in the first place once you understand that then you can under you can ask certain questions regarding evolution. Okay, so Solomon. Okay, okay, so okay, so 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 Solomon. Let's because we got we 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 got somebody. We have hold up. We we have somebody else in here. But Solomon. But why you drop off the phone, Lex? That's that's terrible. Hold up, Solomon. All right, Lex is gone. All right, but listen, Solomon. Let me let me just say something in in one minute, sixty seconds. Okay. You know that human beings, we have 46 chromosomes, right? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now you receive 23. You inherit 23 of them from your mother and 23 from your father. So you're 50, 50, about 50, 50. Okay. So now when you receive this 50% from your mother or your father, either one, you don't just get a, 
a, a, a big block of 50. What happens is that the, the chromosomes separate and they recombine. And that recombining creates changes. So it's, it's never an exact copy and it's never exact. So it creates changes. These are very minute changes from one generation to the next. But over a long period of time, these changes uh, accumulate. And they accumulate so much that it allows us to demarcate these changes and to label them. And so what we're witnessing when we see this happening is evolution through descent or modification through descent. Because from one generation to the next, you are witnessing modification through descent. Because descent means to reproduce. You have an ancestor versus a descendant. Right. And so, Wait, and so, so um, where do, where do, hold on. Hey, Wait, hey, do, hey, wait do, do you get that though, Solomon? Do, do, White people have blue eyes. Do, do you get that? Hold up, before you jump there, Uncle. Hold up. No, Let me no, just ask. There, watch this. Does everybody on planet Earth have blue eyes? No. Right. Why not? Because of mutation. Thank you. Changing the allele frequency because and that's complicated. Real simple because there's a diver. How does that diversity occur? Think about that. that that's evolution. You know what I'm saying? Now, now you talk about it all the time. No, I, I got I got that part, uh, but I think what sure. the, I think so you we, get that though, right? That like you yeah, do yeah, about Chinese and all that, right? We call them Chinese Khoisan. Why don't Why don't everybody look the same? Why doesn't they tre all trees look the same? Why is it so variation? But yet, so you saying that everything came from a single cell? Of course, because everything is composed of cells. All right. So where did the cells? You get come that? From? You get that? Where did the cells come from? No, but see, that's the point, though. Evolution does not proclaim that they know where life came from, bro. That's not evolution. Not at all, bro. Why don't you just Again. say I love somebody? I promise you, evolution... Someone just needs to purchase a basic book yeah. on yeah, evolution. Yeah, that solves right. all the problems. Yeah, that's all right. No, that, I bet that you that no one asking all these questions has a basic book on evolution. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why we got y'all. That's why we got y'all. That's terrible. And we're referring y'all <laughs> to the basic you know what I'm saying? book. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to ask the doctor to fix my car. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is why we refer y'all. I'm going to ask y'all the question. Yeah, but if you really want to know, you would buy the books on evolution. That's what we're trying to tell you. All right, so so why y'all here then? So we can refer y'all to the books. <laughs> <laughs> No, but hold up, Solomon. In all fairness, I, I I know I know you understand that 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 a Google Hangout that we we not gonna give no 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 college level course on a Google Hangout. I don't understand why that's so hard. People go to school for eight years on every every question. Thirty minutes. Hell no, you funny, Solomon. Sorry, you know, crazy hell, bro. Yo, we were going here. We were going here for damn near two hours. So, Lamar, I would just say start with just chromosomes because when you start with chromosomes, you will understand what Java was saying with the chromosomes. So we all, so we all inherit a certain yeah. amount of material from our yeah. mother, and father. Through that recombination process, you get your own special uniqueness. And so that process is the microevolution, and you're, we're seeing it and we're observing it through faith. DNA. I got faith. So organisms. Say that again. What you say? Y'all saying y'all saying that single cell organisms 
Oh, Lex wants y'all to receive, receive um, post the link again. All right, can I can I ask a question? Yeah, hold on, hold on. It's another brother. Yeah, yeah, brother. We got to go to the next question, guys. Right, I wanted to ask my question, but I just I just was looking at my phone. Was... All right, so let's hold up. Oh, let's, yeah. let's let's uh, let's let's give the other brother. He's been patient, so uh, it's another brother all in right, here. All right. He's been yeah, in here. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna ask silly questions or try to. Uh, you why know, my question gotta be silly? But um, I never said. <laughs> I, just, uh, I just don't hey, know. Hey man, uh, I I never said that your question was silly. So I mean, that says that says that says a lot about you. That says a lot about you. Oh, no, no, okay, okay, you, go ahead, bro. Actually, yeah, for you, for you to assume that I was talking about you, that says a lot about. Because I was just talking. But anyway, why. but anyway, uh, yeah, this is a SETI cab cam and 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 Walla. That just means uh, research and mathematics, and uh, and I just uh, I, I'm not too too sharp with the DNA, so I wanted to uh, ask you guys some questions. I know that you guys have had Rick Kittles, and I enjoy the show. I'm big support of of every of all of the, the you know the people, the squad, and and the, the connected families. And uh, a sister that I really like and respect, we follow each other on Twitter, and she was retweeting some guy and. I didn't know who it was until people like, you know, the Dagger Squad and so forth started talking about Dane Calloway and how, and I saw obviously he's, he's a, you know, pretty much a liar and a fraud, but he, people uh, really, really uh, gravitate to his information. And I just wanted to real quick uh, just talk about some of the things that he posted that got quite a few retweets and likes on Twitter. Uh, so and hopefully you guys can that are, that are sharp with the DNA could clear could uh, kind of clear this up for me. I guess debunk it, right? So he said that uh, people. This is his word, Dane Callaway on Twitter. He said people will confuse paternity DNA testing with genealogy DNA <laughs> testing as if it's the same thing, when it is absolutely not. You pay corporations to keep your data and to utilize it, and. Uh, he also said that if DNA, if genealogy DNA testing began in the late 1990s and can tell a person of their genetic origin makeup, then whose saliva was tested back in the, say, early 1800s when DNA genealogy testing didn't even exist? Um, did, did they, he said, did they dig up everyone's grave in the past? Somebody is lying. So I was just trying to get some clarification on how the genealogy DNA is done because why don't you, do, why don't you just do one at a time? Because 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 based off what you read, uh, uh, Con Calloway comes from the Temple of Ignorance. <laughs> right. So so he just so don't he, understand it at all. So, so now, I, now you're gonna jump on this and we'll he, he, he basically he basically was saying how can you do genealogy genealogy DNA and compare it to a paternity DNA if you don't have ancient people's saliva from a hundred or a thousand years ago. <laughs> now you, you want to start that off? And then Wuja, then Asad, then I'll go last. Sorry, I stepped out. So what was the question? Well, you had Naya? The question is, what's it, what, uh, you heard it, you heard it, right? I, can, I, I can repeat it real quick, real yeah, quick. Read, read, read that this, first. This, this gentleman, this guy, Dane Calloway, re, uh, put on Twitter, and a, a lot of people liked it and retweeted it. And they're, oh, praising, oh. they're praising him for his research. And he said that uh, how he basically said, how can you uh, do genealogy testing and compare it to paternity gene, gene, uh, DNA testing 
if you, can, you know, obviously you can get your parents' saliva uh, to do the DNA test, but you can't get people's saliva or, or from a thousand years ago or so to really <laughs> where you're from. All right. All right. Let me let me let me just say something real. Bruce, man, come on, man. Just just go. Yeah, but she's not unmuted. Yeah, she no, she might no, be available. Mujawu is better with the testing and what it is. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so brother, um, all right, number number one, that uh, DNA can be extracted from deceased people. So that so that alone should should kind of push them push back on whatever the claim was because you can't extract dna from people who are dead so and i i think you already know that right yeah yeah i just um i just what i i so i guess i i was being kind of ignorant thinking that uh you know it was like ancestry like like your direct descendants rather than the haplo group like you know going and taking up ancient dna and then getting half of it so i guess that was just kind of my bad well but 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 hold up but but so so we can clarify for everybody listening is that you don't have to be alive to to uh extract dna from like you don't have people don't have to actively spit in a in a in a test tube to in order to have their dna analyzed you can get dna from from teeth from you know different bones whatever case as a matter of fact they're they're doing uh, ancient DNA testing on on thousands of year old uh, remains of deceased individuals. That's how they were able to dig up and and sequence the genome of of the Neanderthal and the Denisovan and so on and so forth. Um, you know, so that's how they're able to do that. So so that should be known. Like I don't know if Dan Calloway obviously doesn't know that. And then two, the same sequencing that they do on your DNA for a paternity test is the exact same sequencing that they're going to do to test your ancestry it's just mm -hmm. it's, it's just the scope of what they're looking for is different so 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 if i'm just trying to to determine who's the father of a child then that's all that's the scope of my of my uh comparisons i'm just going to compare two people the baby and and the potential male that's it right. but but the same process is done so the same method the same process the same sequencing and all of that stuff is done but but those paternity tests and stuff like that only homes in on two individuals, the baby and the potential uh, father or in a case, some cases, even the mother. If it's adopted, you know, they, they want to retra retrace their uh, blood family, you know, their blood uh, parents. Uh, they, they hire those people to do that, too. So so it's the same process. So so it's it's a faulty premise and a logical uh, uh, actually his, his his whole statement and, and claim is just built on. On something that is completely false from the get go, so we don't have to even go further than that. Right, because the genealogy. What did he say? Genealogy. I can't even say it. Genealogy. Like it deals specifically with history, right? So you're tracing your historic family record. You're not looking at actual DNA, which is basically the study of biology. So it. The question is kind of like, or the, re, the the response to the question is similar to the response that Wu Jiao gave to um, Vortex is that when they do DNA testing, they're looking at your XY chromosome. Also, they're looking at some autosomals as well. And what they do is they gather information from different populations across the world. So they may go 
into Europe and look at a population in Europe. They go to Africa, look at populations in Africa. They study African-American populations and they create databases. And those databases, they give them particular names. So when you do a DNA test, what they're doing is they're comparing your DNA to the DNA of other populations across the world. So they're actually using biology. They're looking at your chromosomes, the mutation rates, um, disease. They're looking at various things. And when they have a match, you know, they can match you up to a particular um, group. So it's more scientific than just doing your um, genealogy. I can't even say the word good. So those are the differences. So the comparisons and the way that he's asking the question you can tell that he there's some confusion there because why would anyone compare history to um, to science and chromosomes specifically? Like you, I can sit down and I can just take a, a, a use a map or or just document my grandparents, my mother, her mother. I can do that on my own just by knowing my family history. But the data that they use to determine paternal and maternal lineages and DNA is scientific. It's based on your unique markers and how you compare to other populations across the world or the globe, whichever word you want to use. And and just to to add to that, the thing is, this information is readily available. If you can go on any of these major companies' websites and they will break it down to you. For example, 23andMe they compare every everyone who solicits their service. They compare you to 151 genetic populations around the world, and so they even tell you what their the size of their samples that they have for each of those 151 genetic populations. They'll tell you the number of people that make up their sample, and so on and so forth. So they're comparing you against their reference data, which is which are DNA samples that have been sequenced from people all around the world. And so and we have we explained this, you know, many times. But so that that entire claim is just really, really uh, uh, standing on on, you know, um, ignorance, ignorance, the temple of ignorance. Let me screen share this real fast. Screen share. Hold on. What I want to screen share is desktop. All right. So let's go. Why not talk about it? let's just be about it. OK, y'all see the screen, right? Yep. So this is African ancestry right here, right? Uh, now, Wuja and Naya did a good job of answering uh, these questions, right? Um, and so right here, I think that next question that you had asked was, you know, he said, well, companies taking your information and selling. Did he not say that? He did. <laughs> so that's, and then they can't tell what tribe you come from or where you come from. So let's just do this. Here's the question and answers. It says it. It says, can you identify an African country of origin? The answer is what? Yes. Right? Next, it says, can you specify an African ethnic group? The answer is yes. Right now, the next question, do you have the largest database of African lineages? The answer is yes. Remember Rick Kittle, he actually revolutionized the process. He was the first person Actually, it was in New York, and they found the grave site, and they did some testing on the bones to figure out that, you know what I'm saying, who these people were, right? 
And the people were saying, well, goodness gracious, you can take DNA from uh, dead people. Why can't we right here? Why can't you just test us? And so from that from that point forward, Rick Kittle started the company, him and his sister, right here. Gina Page, sister Gina Page. Gina Page, right? They actually started the company. That's why it has the largest database. Because, see, see we, we always talk about the white man, this white man, this and that. But we don't glorify black people who actually are the first in the field in doing something. Like this black man, this black woman, they're actually the first people that was actually testing African DNA. They the first people to build the database on that. You know what I'm saying? They the first people to do that right here. Then the next question is, do you research or sell my DNA? The answer is no, but I can't speak for the other companies, but this black owned company, next question. Are you 100% black owned with black scientists? Yes. So in this company, it refutes all that foolery about Con Conway. They're black scientists, right? And they're 100% black owned. They do not sell your DNA. And they actually at the forefront of this information because they were the first people to do it. So let's just cut out the shenanigans. We, we covered all that. So black people, black scientists, this is black love right here, man. And we disrespect the whole thing. Man, what more you want? You say, okay, y'all got the white man science. So we use black scientists. You say, well, the white man brought you that. Well, then he brought you this technology, right? The sister and the brother. Then you say, well, they sell your DNA. They don't sell your DNA. Well, they can't tell where you came from, and they say you can. So at the end of the day, man, like Asar says, man, at a certain point of learning, you have to get books to read. You can't assume anything because it's science. It's not up for uh, assumptions. The, the, the information is so delicate and so complicated that you have to read additional material so that you can formulate good questions. So like John Henry Clark said, right, I can tell by what you read based off of the questions you asked. So so y'all get mad when we cut people off at certain points, but I'm already hearing the ignorance in a lot of people's questions and statements. I'm not talking about you, brother. I'm just saying, like, when you read that line of question, I already know he's coming from the temple of ignorance. Like, he doesn't understand it. When Lex talk about law and, and th I know he don't understand the two differences. So we'll spend a whole hour with him trying to formulate a question off of misinformation. Like, they teach me around here, yo. Start off with a faulty premise, right? You're going to end up with a faulty conclusion. Yeah, and the brother, um, um, that's a good example with with uh, AfricanAncestry.com. But but I want to I want everybody to realize this. And our, our topic of the show is about pseudoscience and pseudo intellectuals. And so what we have to understand is a pattern of behavior with with people who have earned the title of a pseudo intellectual. What they will do is that they will they're, they're like drowning victims where if, if you're drowning in water, you're going to grab at anything to stay afloat. And so what these people are doing, they're drowning so bad that they want to grab onto anything. So what they do, they come up with these things like, OK, well, uh, it's the white man science. And then once you prove that wrong, now they're going to look for this other stick in the water. They're going to grab that. They're going to say, well, they sell your DNA. Then you prove that prove that wrong. Now they're going to look for another stick in the water and they're going to grab grab something else. Oh, well, they can't tell this from from uh, they, they can't tell your et ethnic group. And then we prove that wrong. They're going to reach, reach, reach to the point where nothing else is going to be in the water but them. And guess what? They drown. And so so this is what's what's happening. And we and sometimes you can't help people. So so good for people like you to ask questions, you know, even if you hear it, ask questions so that so that others may be able to clear clarify and, and put you at least point you in the right direction 
so you mm-hmm. can so you can um do your research and stuff and not be not be settled with uh misinformation so right. i i appreciate your question yeah and I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hold you guys much longer i just wanted to uh i mean we're since we we're talking about pseudo intellectuals i did want to bring up uh uh, something that Wu Jia said and, and Dr. Walter Williams and, and I think that Dr. Walter Williams is brilliant and he has uh, and he has brought forth uh, powerful, powerful information about the historical origins of Christianity. And I just want to let you know, Wu Jia, since uh, because you might want to talk, bring it up again. Uh, you keep saying that his book is called The African Origins of Christianity and Islam, but it's actually not. I think Dr. Ben might have wrote something along those lines of that title. Dr. Walter Williams's book is actually called The Historical Origin of Christianity, not The African Origin. But anyway, and, uh, and but but I but I, I do appreciate Wuja and I learned so much from you and uh, Ankh, you, you, you've uh, been a huge influence in my life, you know, watching the, the real Black Atheists, uh, that Black Atheists of Atlanta show from back in the day. So it was heartbreaking because I had watched literally every episode and years later I wanted to go back and watch them but you know I keep up with you so I, I knew like within the day that your channel had been taken down but Ankh, I just had two questions for you and I'm gonna hop off here right, go, uh, when, uh, number one when is the next book coming out number two when are we going to hear from the Amara squad next generation hmm. damn two good questions I I need it, I'm, <laughs> I'm at the point now that I need to stop writing that second book because I, I just keep adding stuff and and, and 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 truth of the matter is at a certain point you gotta stop, right? And I'm almost to that point. All right. And so, you know, give me a little bit and it'll be completed. All right. Uh second point, I'm Raw Squad Next Generation, right? Um they're working on it. As a matter of fact, uh a few of the brothers, right, uh are actually well studied these days and they're on their way to college. Right, they graduated on their way to college, and uh, maybe we'll do a show, uh, or maybe one Sunday coming up, and we'll let them speak on methodology and stuff like that. All right, just to show you how serious uh, 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 the whole situation is. And, and shout out to Dr. Oya Mayat, uh, she actually helped me form the Amaral Squad Next Generations. Uh, her sons and her nephews, right, uh, a part of that process, are uh, they actually on the Amaral Squad? Uh, next generation so you know what i'm saying um it's time for those voices to be heard but you, you you're looking at it you're looking at it in mail tracks uh that's a lot of they, their research see people don't know that okay so just we just moving forward and it's so serious around here that that it requires study it requires a, a central reading material so so this is what i want to suggest everybody listening to the show tonight uh, and I think uh, Wuja brought it out. I know Dr. Oya brought it out. I know Osara brought it out, right? And you know what I mean? I got the copy sent to my house. And I'm saying this, if I can just go down the aisle of a local food market and snatch up a National Geographic book and defeat all of y'all on DNA evidence and, and, and skin color and all that, then y'all in trouble, man. So get that article uh, National Geographic. Maybe someone got the actual book. Mine's in the car because I was reading it uh, when I was in Virginia this weekend. The whole thing. That's a, that's it right there. It, it even begins to talk about how uh, it's a particular scientist, and, and, and all of us, all our families have stories, right? But watch this. Genes also tell a story, and so she was just she was she, she was investigating and, and, and actually taking groups of people. 
and letting them tell a story of where they came from and who they thought they was, right? And after they told the story, then they would actually go into what, what story the genes tell. And this is an answer to your question. Why is it that genes can tell stories? Because genes are passed on due to generation. That's your ancestry. The ancestry is really in the genes. Think about that. That, 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 that the way I talk right now and certain hand gestures came from one of my ancestors because genes control everything. Think about that. And so genes are actually, and this is what Wuja was trying to say, but you got to understand evolution. He was simply saying that the genes are, are, are passed on due to, generate, due to generations. I mean, evolution does not occur in one generation, in one person, right? Evolution occurs in the whole population. So when I made the point that does everybody have blue eyes, right? I was basically saying that, wait a minute, over time, certain populations developed blue eyes based off of certain genes, right? And based off the frequency of that gene changing that blue eyes swept through certain areas of the world. But how did that occur? Was a person just standing here on Monday with brown eyes, right? And then next week on Sunday, eyes turn blue? No, that's foolery, that's ignorance. That would have to occur in the next generation. When that particular person had a baby, then that particular gene was, 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 was uh, selected, you know what I'm saying? Blue eyes, so why blue eyes? Because maybe blue eyes gave those particular women an advantage or those particular men an advantage, right, for reproducing. Maybe maybe more people was attracted to people with blue eyes in that region. And so that particular allele swept through the population. That's evolution over time. So evolution does not occur in one person. No. That, that's called growth. <laughs> that's growth. That's growth. <laughs> That's not yeah, evolution. That's growth and development. That's, that's growth, growth and, and development. development. That's not evolution. That's, but, you know, it's yeah. passed on in the generation. So the next generation and the generation after that. So over time, you will see the population of brown, dark-skinned people, right, gradually end up pale skin. How? How does that occur? And this is what we're talking about on Amaral Squad. How is it that, I mean, now you speak on this, how is it that you start out in Africa and end up in North America? Right? Watch this. Transforming your environment. Well, here go one for y'all. Let me go ahead and checkmate the folly in the, in, in the chat room. Let me go ahead and checkmate the quote-unquote aboriginal corny people. Watch this, y'all. Why is it, right, that the rest of the mammals, because we're all mammals. Well, what's a mammal? A mammal, what? A females and the mammal, males and females have what? Breasts. Okay? Female version, right? Actually, that's what? Feed is young through the breast. So mammals have breasts. Hair. Mammals have hair. Mammals also, most mammals carry their baby in the womb to term, right? And give live births. There's certain other mammals that carry their womb baby outside, like a kangaroo, and certain other things maybe outside, right? But, but specifically, mammals, right, carry the baby in the womb and give live birth and have what? Umbilical cords, right? They're mammals. So answer this question. Why is it that you have Arctic lions? Why is it that you have polar bears? Why is it that you have wolves, you know, snow wolves, snow bunnies? 
Why, why are those mammals transforming their environment? But y'all be thinking we crazy as hell when we say the mammal that is a human being, right, have transforming their environment. Explain that. Why is it different type of fauna? That's vegetation, right? That is specifically uh, 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 made to 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 perform in the colder regions because you do have vegetation in colder regions. Why? Why plants? Why do they plants and mammals? While they transform their environment, but when it comes to the mighty human being, all of a sudden, nature don't have no effect on us. We just run through this motherfucker. Excuse my language. We can just run through here untampered with. Hmm. Crazy. Explain that. <laughs> Y'all can't. Hey, I want to just address something. And I, I appreciate the brother um, pointing this out. I, I misspoke the other day. And, and this the particular book that we wrote uh, has the Egyptian hieroglyphic writing system been deciphered a rebuttal to professor walter williams i did say on the on the on the previous show or or i think it was a hangout um on facebook i did say african origins of christianity but i point out the correct title inside the book which is and he, the brother's correct the historical origin of christianity that he first wrote in 1992 so that's what we address and i i just uh labeled it wrong when i said it the other day so yeah, I, no, yeah, you you said you said it a couple times recently. That's why I was like, uh oh, I just wanted to correct you. But I appreciate your book, and I love Doctor Wil Doctor Walter Williams' book. I just wish he would take that chapter out about the metanetra having been deciphered. Well, it hold actually, up to to it his credit, makes me not one to even recommend that book to people just because he's so wrong with that one issue. But everything else, I just think that he's brilliant. Yeah, there you go, there you go. See, I I have much respect for Professor Walter, and and just like you said, uh, he 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 brings forth some very good information. But now it's not a chapter in his book; it's an appendix. So so he 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 should be able to remove that appendix in the back because he's he's just wrong on that and. That's what we address. So that's what we address yeah, in, this, yeah. in this book. And, and, and one of the craziest parts about that book is he actually like talks about the alphabet and he like lines up the metanature characters with like the uh, Demetic or, or, you know, he called right. it phonetic one and two <laughs> and the Greek alphabet. It is just ridiculous. I mean, I just don't understand. But listen, we like like uncle will say or, or uh, we say around here, he daggered himself on that one. Because because in in the content of his book, he shows the parallel between the continental representations of certain glyphs. But then in the appendix, he says, you can't you can't you can't assign a sound to a yes, to a true. symbol. And so he he basically totally contradicted himself there. But we, we point all that stuff out in, in our rebuttal book. So but yeah, I, like, I appreciate the correction. Yeah, like Ankh likes to call it boomerang daggered himself. But uh, but um, but I just uh, <laughs> but I, I just I, 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 I like I said, I've been down with you guys for, you know, uh, five years or so. And I, I watch everything that you do. So I know that it can get discouraging at times, especially, you know, with the channels getting taken down and everything like that. But. You know the real ones appreciate you and i just hope that you guys keep doing what you're doing so good night to y'all uh you know uncle jasnev hotep all right hotel you know, peace appreciate peace. that uh, peace peace hey um can i say something real quick i want to ask a question who's that so oh Solomon, sure, you back so all right you back yeah, in yeah. here all right so go go ahead because you're the only one hold up but yeah. wait, wait before you say something chat room real quick though yeah uh anybody in the chat room uh i'm gonna post a link again i don't know how long we're gonna be on what we got another 10 minutes y'all how long are we gonna be on here? If we get enough people here want to ask some questions. All right, so I'm, I'm gonna post the link again because I don't want to leave anybody out and maybe some new people tuned in. So if you have a question about our, our subject matter, we're talking about pseudo science and science and pseudo intellectuals and 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 how to properly use those terms, so on and so forth. Then uh, you know, we want to hear from you. 
So, but uh, go ahead, uh, Solomon. Yeah, I just want to let you know that um, I've been a fan of y'all's for over 10 years. That's a fact. Uh, <laughs> That's a fact. I've been following you guys around and uh, doing a lot of good work. I guess I, I got to do that just like the guy did just to get, you know. <laughs> That's why I was laughing. <laughs> because... I got to come in like him, you know what I'm saying? Because y'all, y'all was a little more calmer with that guy. <laughs> No, but 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, Solomon, so, Solomon. In all fairness, Solomon, you you got you got to also acknowledge the difference of how that brother formulated his question. It was very clear, it was concise, and and it was from A to Z, and it was all good. We understood, and we could answer. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. No, I know, I know. That's cool. So, so the um the question that I actually had from the jump was uh based off of the conversation that me and um Unc had on George Mackey's channel, and he told me to refer to you to get um. The interpretation of what Tamahu means. Okay. Yeah, you so, remember that, right, Mujo? Yeah, so so you want to know what Tamahu means? Yeah. Why, why don't you break up the glyph real quick? Just end it like that. Break, you know, show the glyph. Okay, so so yeah, it's gonna take me a minute to pull to pull that up and stuff. So right. so well, can I read the question out of here then while you pull it up? Because I I want I want to knock that out the park right there, bro. That that can be knocked out with the glyphs. The glyphs say okay, but let me let me make this point point though. Uh, so whenever somebody asks me what a word means, I I ask them to show me the glyphs because the way that the writing system works. Uh, you have several words that use the exact same uh, glyphs with the exception of the last glyph that we call a semantime or determinative. So, so a word may be transliterated and even pronounced today the exact same way, but be a totally different words. So it's important that I always ask people to show me the glyphs and then I could tell you, I could tell exactly what word you're talking about. So like, for example, if I, if I say two, 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 you don't know which two I'm talking about, T-O or T-W-O or T-O-O. So, yes. un so until I until I write it down or spell it for you, you know, with, with whatever characters used, then you then you won't know. So the same way with the um, hieroglyphic writing system. So there's a lot of words that are translated and pronounced the exact same way. So I always ask the question, not not to you, Solomon, but I ask everybody who who talks about this word tamahu meaning the white man and stuff i always ask them to show me the glyphs of the word that they're referring to and to this day no one has done that no one has done that not not to say it can't be done i'm saying but no one has done that okay so but 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 now to answer your question um the what what people are trying to say when they say the white man is the tamahu what that comes from is a a misunderstanding you have ta Mehu, two words, Ta Mehu, which is the land that is submerged. It is the name of the region of Lower Kemet, the one, the, the area that's near the Mediterranean Sea. Why? Because it's at sea level. And so when the Nile swelled up and, and flooded, that area of the land became submerged underwater. And so it's Ta Mehu, the land that is submerged. Mehu meaning, means to be down, submerged, under, etc., etc. So they're talking about an area of the land. That's one word that is ta mehu. Now, when they say when they uh, now when people are trying to talk about people, they're mistaking two words that are identifying the Libyans, which were on the west side of ancient Kemet. You have the uh, uh, Cheme and the Chehenu. These are two upper and lower Libya, Cheme and Chehenu. 
And they're translating Chimay as Tamehu. Because of the way Budge spells these words, people are pronouncing it as Tamhu or Tamahu. And so they're mistaking these African Libyans as white people. And they were never white people. The ancient Egyptians never referred to people as white people. <laughs> so, 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 so I just want to clarify all of that uh, without showing something. But, but if you give me a minute, if y'all, if you had something else to, uh, y'all had something else to discuss, give me a second, and I'll pull up the glyphs to show people. Matter of fact, I'm gonna tell you where where it originates from. It originates from Champollion. Champollion went in, went into the tomb of Seti the First or Ramses the Third, and he saw the table of nations, what people call the table of nations, where you have these four distinct ethnic groups that are on the walls inside of this tomb, and it's the it's the popular one that everybody uh, talks about. And so Champollion had mistaken the uh, the uh, one group. You have a group of Amu, which people translate as Asiatics. Then you have the uh, Chimay, which are the Libyans. Then you have the Nahisu, which are the which people are saying Nubians. And then you have the Remich, which are the, which are the Egyptians themselves. Champollion, because of the lighter uh, pigmentation was used to paint the Chimehu or the uh, Chimay people, he identified them as white people, pale people. And it was, it was from him way back then that that, that that came about. And that was incorrect. Yeah, because uh, according, according to what... Um, book of the Beginnings. According to uh, what Gerald Mansi, Mansi said in the Book of the Beginnings, it, it, not, it doesn't mean just white man. It means uh, created white man. What he was saying. Right, because because Gerald, what Gerald Massey is doing, he he's making an error on top of an error. Gerald Massey is combining two unrelated words, because who who is is like the creative force, the creative will, and so he's 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 combining the word who along with the word uh uh Tim, not the word Tim, which means people. So he's saying created people. So he so he's he's because the word Tim uh can also mean people, like the word Atum. This is spelled the same way that you say Tim or, or Atum. And it, and one one of those words mean people. And so he's combining the word who, which is which is the word for will or divine will, which they say is creative force of will. And he's combining those two words that are not uh, uh, related. Uh, and he put them together and saying created people. And then he goes on to say the created filthy people. And people people change that to, OK, this is the filthy people. And it's talking about, you know, the white people and so on and so forth. Filthy white man. Exactly, filthy white man. So, so, uh, so that was an error on top of errors. Pseudo. <laughs> now, 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 hold up. Now, now, notice that Gerald Massey does not show the glyphs. No, he doesn't. Right. So that's the that's the critical question that has to be asked when everybody brings up this Tamahu and stuff. And I know people in the conscious community use the word Tamahu to refer to white people, but let me make it clear that the ancient Egyptians never referred to white people the way we refer to white people or Europeans today. They had they had they had their intimate neighbors, which were the Asiatics, which is the Amu. Then they had the people in the south, which was Ta Nehesi, and they called it Nehesu. Then they had people on the west, which was the Libyans broken out into two. You have the uh, Chehenu and the Ch Chemhu. And so they called they're calling the Chemhu the Tamahu. But they were Africans. They're not Europeans and they weren't white. Well, according to Jeremiah, he said that um, Tama means people and created. Well, because that's why that's why I said because he's confusing the Tim means people 
And and then you have a word Tim that means to create because it identifies with the with the deity Atum. The word Tum in there is is the creative deity. So you have Pata, you have Tum, Atum, and Amun and all that stuff. So he's confusing all that and combining the word Hu on there. But he never shows the glyphs because it doesn't exist like that way. So he so he's he's just using different words. That's like me taking two English words and just sticking them together and creating right. something. You know, you can't you can't do that. Uh, you could do that as as a creative license, but you can't say so that you, that's historical. Are you suggesting that the word Tamahu is not up on um on the table of uh, nations in Taiwan? Oh, it's definitely not. Matter of oh. fact, I, matter of fact, if y'all if y'all have y'all have another question, let me, I mean, whatever, I'll pull it I up. Did. I wanted to read some questions from the chat room. Okay, so I so I'm gonna I'm I'm pull up the table. I'm gonna pull up a um a clear. Not the actual um, the tomb because it's it's hard to see and it's dark. But I'm gonna pull up a a re uh, facsimile of it and we and we'll be able to see. So go ahead. So go ahead. That was a great question, Solomon. Thank you very much. I followed you guys for over 15 years. <laughs> and I, I know that you're awesome and thanks for edifying me. No, but Solomon, that see the way you act. I mean, that that was just a straight, clear uh, um, question, you know. So it's it's all good. Somebody in chat room said one of the ways that we identify pseudos is by the questions that they ask. Oh, so you got to ask the question correctly because it gives you away. We we know you don't know what you're talking about the way you ask. Watch ask. this, Uncle, <laughs> look, Uncle Sug. He says if Neanderthals are humans. Why are they called Neanderthals? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, say that again. Uh, re repeat that again. Um, th this goes out to Uncle Suggs. Right? He says, if Neanderthals are humans, why are they called Neanderthals? Mm -mm. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I like to say first that because there they're more they, they, they have been more than one species of human residing on planet Earth. That's why. Anybody else want to answer that? Yeah, the problem is I don't think the brother knows what, he, what the classification of human is. When I asked him what is human, and he was like, I said, what makes us human and them not human? And he said, because they're extinct. So, I mean. Oh, shit. <laughs> we got a problem. So, we, we need to that's why I said, like, the, the English language is tricky, like, the psychology behind it, like, it's a lot of stuff. So he doesn't even know what humans are, but he knows that Neanderthals are human. Like, how does that even work? Like, how do you even justify that question? Come on, brother. Well, we're the same genius, bro. Because well, Neanderthals in the same genius, genius. As Homo sapiens, so you got Homo neanderthal, Homo sapiens, Homo sapiens sapiens, Homo lalati, uh, Homo erectus, Homo agasta, Homo habilagensis, uh, uh, Homo jorgenza. Uh, there's just there's a lot of different species of humans. They're extinct now, but just because they went extinct doesn't mean that they weren't humans. Yeah, and, and they're not now species though. See, we're the species Homo sapiens, but. Again, you would have to get a book and read it. Go to your local Wikipedia article, which is easy to read, and they will actually show you the difference. Pull up Homo Neanderthal, pull up Homo Erectus, and pull up Human, and open up three different uh, screens and look at them side by side. And look over to the right side, 
and look at the different categories. Wuja does an excellent presentation on this, and uh, so does Sister Naya. All right, you'll uh, see the difference. Yeah, I, only now I would add to that is is that um, the 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 species of people of of human that's called Neanderthal, they're named Neanderthal because of the area that the bones were found in in Germany, uh, Neander Neanderthal Germany. And so that's where they got the, that name from. But remember, we just shortened it to Neanderthal, but it's actually a, a by a by uh, name, uh, Homo Neanderthalis. So so the word Homo is the key word for man. So we have Homo erectus, Homo uh, Neanderthalis, Homo sapien, and so on and so forth. So these are all different species of man. You got the genus, and then you got the level of species. So you know that's the only thing I would add to that. But uh, let me share my screen. I think I got it up now. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see if I can share this. Uh, uh, well, real quick, Wuja. He uh -huh. said, did Neanderthals derive from humans or humans derived from Neanderthals? No, that, that's, see, see that, that question, that, yeah, what, based on what I just said, he, he's going to have to reform his question because, yeah. because human, Neanderthals are human <laughs> and uh -huh. Homo sapiens are human. You know, okay, he has to learn what a human is for him to understand the question. He doesn't know what a human is. He, yeah, his assumption yeah. is that a Homo sapiens sapiens yeah. are the only humans. He's not. He's not acknowledging different of uh, different forms of humans. A human is just um, uh, a species that share the same form. They adapt to different climates and environments um they use certain tools i mean the term human is very diverse in biology so he has to accept the fact that homo sapiens sapiens which is modern man the people that we see today that's not the only class of humans there's other humans there were other humans i know chief diop talked about it a lot um, so he just has to acknowledge that we are not the only humans. And once he does that, then his question will become more clear and he understand what he's saying. But right now he doesn't understand. That. Okay. So, um, Solomon, now let me just, uh, say this <clears throat> to answer your, uh, to show you, uh, to answer your question about the, the tomb and everything. This is a remake of, of one of the portions of the tomb. And so what I have on my screen, let me see if I can blow this up. Uh, hopefully everybody can see this too. But let me. You know, someone got tattoos on too. Which one? Where the pictures at? The ones that got tattoos on. Let me just make sure. Okay, so so this particular picture is depicting what's called the amu. All right, and if you can see on the screen, you have the throw stick, the owl, and the quail chick, and the plural uh, indicator. So this is the amu. And so these people would be your Middle Eastern people or a Western Asiatics. That's what that's what these people are. So I'm gonna go through I'm gonna go through each one. Like I said, I have some of the um the actual things, but they're they're dark. So let me uh, skip down to this one here. This one may be a little blurry, but I'm gonna blow it up anyway. Now what you see here, now this is a act this is actually from the tomb itself, and so. What you see here, these these back four people would be that's that's behind the Amu are the Remich. These are the Egyptians themselves. And you can see the word Remich right here in between them. The the glyphs that are in between each of these individual collectively spell out the word Remich. And so these are the Egyptians themselves. These three is one missing. 
Okay, so uh, matter of fact, it's here, but it's faded. So it's been it's been uh, uh, damaged. So these four. So remember, it's four sets of four. So these four are the remage. Okay, and I re I re show you the the amu. So let's go further, and I will show you uh, this picture. Now this picture summarizes all all four of them. So it shows one example of all four of them, of all four groups and their name. So on the left hand side you have the remage here the next uh, group here you have the amu these are the asiatics these are western asiatics then you have the nehisu right here this this is what what people like to call nubians and then right here you have the chemu and so this word here is the word that people are saying is tamhu or tamahu but it's actually chemhu Okay, Chimhu, and these are Libyans. These are people who lived west of ancient Kemet. And so you have two groups of them. You have the Chimhu and the Chehenu. This particular group is the Chimhu. And so they're saying that these are white people or Caucasians and Europeans, etc. When they're not, they are, they are from Libya. And so this is a redrawing, which is a little exaggeration. That's why I wanted to kind of show the, um, now here's another one. And so if you can see in here, you see the same thing, Chimu, in between them. And so, so what I'm showing you is between two tombs, Seti the first and Ramses the third. And so uh, they depict them slightly differently. So in this tomb, they depict them this way. But these are the Chimu. These are the Libyans. And then you have the three Nahisu, Nahisu which are people call Nubians. And then you have two right here and two down at the bottom. Collectively, those are the Amu, the West Asiatics, the Asiatics nomadic folks and then the last four in front of Heru would be the remage the Egyptians themselves so these are the four people now why did they why did they single out these four people uh, because these are the closest neighbors because remember the Mediterranean was on the north so it's nobody to name on the west side or the right hand side of them was the Libyans so they have the Chehenu or the Ch or Chimu to the south of them were the Nehisu which are up here and then to the east of them are the Amu. And then the Egyptians themselves. So added up is four, is four uh, ethnicities, four collective groups of people. Hey, show the ones with the tattoos, bro. Uh, which ones you, are you talking about with the tattoos? I don't know if I have that up. Yeah, you got it right there. They got tattoos on their arms. The ones with the feathers in the head. Oh, right here. Okay. Uh, that, they got I'm, tattoos. I'm showing it. Blow it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these are these are the Chimu. See this 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 glyph here is for those who may want to look this up. Look it up. This glyph here is a tethering rope. It has the it represents the consonantal sound of a of a ch like church in the word church. Uh, this group this uh um glyph here is a what we call a bilateral. It represents two consonants, the M and the H sound, meh. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. a quail chick represents that the W. So together you have chemehu or chemhu. And so they're saying Tamhu or Tamahu. And they're calling these white people because they this reproduction makes it look makes them look pale. But they're not white. They're 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 Libyans. They're from Africa. Okay, so I just want to make that clear. That's 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 what the deal is. With the tattoos. Alright, so so hopefully people uh uh got that and and um I would Maybe another time I'll show the actual um, tomb itself. So here's here's another set where you see it's kind of faded here of the, from the actual tomb and it's damaged uh, in that tomb.
But anyway, so hopefully that, that's enough to uh, satisfy that question. Mm-hmm. The Tim Who. Was Solomon still in here? Did, did you get that? I just I see you got your mic muted. Did you uh were you able to see that? Oh, he faded out the dude. No, he's still here. Nigga ain't ran on that one. I can't believe you ran on that one. Came up from here and ran on that one. Yeah, yeah. Well he can go back and look at the download on that though. Well, yeah, we got anybody any more questions? Did you put the link back in there? Anybody want to get in or we beat them all up out of there? What happened? Yeah, I, I got that, bro. Thanks a lot, man. That was re- real edifying. Like, <laughs> real, bro. Nah, he 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 about to, he about to say, yeah, I've been following you guys for 10 years. <laughs> I ain't tooling right now. <laughs> All right, but no, but hopefully, hopefully you did get it. And if and if and, I mean, and I I'll, I'll do like a because I I just pulled it up real quick. But I have other pictures that are better and clearer that shows you both tombs, and it will show you, um, and it and really this is the book of gates. This this is the underworld or the what's called the duat. So these people are the are the Egyptian neighbors that are in the duat with them that are being led by Heru. You saw Heru there, and there's a reason for all that stuff. And see, people don't even get that far. They just look at the pictures, be like, "Oh, that's the white man. That's the that's the Asian." You know, they don't even get into why it's even there in the first place. So, so maybe I'll do a a, a hangout or a show to really they kind of break had, so that down. So they did, right? Those people are dead in the duat, dead. Right, don't right that that will be people the afterlife. So, so if they're white people, then that means if, if they're white, that means that the that the oh, so that the fun, that the right. European is in the Egyptian heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Pseudo interpretations of the glyph strikes again. But that's not the case. Ladies and gentlemen, white people are officially in Egyptian heaven. It's official. In the (laughs) duat. Now they're no longer dealing with the Nile Valley. All left the Nile Valley alone with that one. Good job. They're done with that. I ain't messing with me just no more. Yeah, so I guess we could uh, wrap it up, man. You know. Yeah, no more questions in the chat room. Y'all all done scared? Okay. You hey, go. somebody somebody asked, is this a uh old answer nose ring? No. <laughs> That's an X nay on that. <laughs> I ain't saw you got the answer. He said back in the answers. No, nah, that's this don't have anything to do with answer. Maybe I'll break down the um the relevancy of, of a nose ring and stuff like that in, in for as far as our traditions and stuff. But uh, Naya, you had anything? Who, who else is still here? That's funny, yo. Yeah, we hang, we hanging late. So Naya, you, you, uh, you still hanging in there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still hanging. That's amazing. That's amazing. You usually done by now. Right. I slept a little bit today, so I got a little energy. Uh oh. Okay. So, but Naya, I don't think that you, um, that you went in, uh on because unc had raised something about the um africans coming over here to america or something <laughs> uh oh yeah yeah he dabbled a little bit in the, in the first american in the migration pattern so i was that was you probably have to address that in another hangout okay yeah. intense okay okay yeah that's that's good i don't want to i don't want to stir up anything <laughs> Do you want to say something about it? 
um, because I know that's a whole nother topic. No, no, no. I, I, I agree with you. That's a, that, I don't want to open it up and then we'd be on here for another two hours. So, nah. Yeah, well, I'm going to open up the next one with Con Calloway showing y'all how he combined three articles. I'm going to keep beating that horse into somebody from the Aboriginal faith community. You know what I'm saying? Deal with that. They, they be running, bro. Like, I don't understand it. Like, I don't get it. You know right. what I'm saying? They running. I don't get it. Dude, you posted together, you know what I'm saying, three different segments of, of, of information from different places, and right in front of y'all face, he uses DNA to prove his point. He's so damn pseudo, right? How can in one moment you hate DNA, DNA ain't real, because the brother just read it, and then you got an article entitled DNA Proves That the Aborigines are the real name get what really and then the fact is you know you're not scientifically literate because then you use the wrong article you boomerang dagged yourself you use the article to prove right that that, <laughs> that the native american population and the insular people right have these alleles it's called nine alleles right they're the only population on earth that got that crazy bro so you actually killed yourself dead with the article that you happen to steal and copy and paste from different places that's called con callaway i do not understand how he got a million view million eight view man hey you gotta i understand it pseudoism now hold up i do want to say this though to the brother that that was on here before that brought up uh that statement i think uh uh seti uh cam cam Sete cam cam um Unc, you 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 brought up an excellent point. I wish I wish he was I wish you had said that when he was here, because he's saying all this stuff negative about DNA, trying to discredit yeah. it, but yet he's he he posted an article and used DNA to support his argument. So right. so you can't have and 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 hold up. Now this is also a characteristic of a pseudo intellectual because yeah. because they don't know the subject matter well enough they they run the risk and often do contradict themselves by trying to use uh the information that they never really took time out to study and this is a perfect example of uh the brother using something like you know we nickname it boomerang dagger yourself but that's exactly what it is <laughs> He did like this. I got him. I got him. Just <laughs> killed himself dead. He boomerang daggered himself. Definitely. Boomerang daggered himself. You can't use genes. But listen, I man, people stop being scared of DNA. Don't think conspiracy because if, if people wanted your DNA, they could follow you in the bathroom. They could follow you to the barbershop, to the hair salon, to the nail salon, to the pedicure and grab some par parts of your, your uh, uh, skin or whatever the case is. They could follow you to a restaurant uh, and, and wait, wait for you to drink from a glass or whatever the case is. Save it and all this other kind of stuff. They could perform very technical forensics to extract DNA. So if they were after you and they wanted you like that, then they could get you any day, all day. You know, so so matter of fact, they, they could just go into your car. The fact that you sweat and grab the steering wheel and all this other kind of stuff or whatever the case is, they could do they could do uh, any number of things. So it's not a conspiracy. And matter of fact, these companies like 23andMe. Now, we saw African Ancestry tell you straight up and down on their website that they don't even uh, sell your information and all of that. That's clear on 23andMe. If you go to their site, you can request them to destroy your DNA sample. Now, whether they do it uh, or not, you have to stand there and watch somebody do it. But by law, they are legally obligated to destroy your DNA sample if you 
uh, tell them to if you request for them to do that. So so any so all those fears are alleviated. So get your DNA Still analyzed. Please. Get your day DNA analyzed if you are interested in your genealogy or your uh, historical ancestry. Get your DNA analyzed. That's the only way to do it. You can't go by uh, my auntie says or my grandma says. You can't. We can't go by that because we have new. We have we, like you, Unc said. The genes tell a story, but then your your grandmother may tell a story, <laughs> and those stories may not match. <laughs> and that's and that's the beauty of it that we have. And, and watch this, right? This is the point I want to make right here. It's hard to depend on cultural stories at times. Watch this, because because the Bible is is basically a cultural story. And for the life of me, I do not understand why black people and specifically in America go with that. I don't even understand why Greek people would go with that. And I sure as hell don't understand why sub-Saharan African people would go for that. It's very, very interesting because this story is a cultural story and it clearly says, right, that the Hebrews are God's chosen people. Absolutely. And do you know what Wuja just showed? Wuja just showed the same thing. Where tell me if I'm wrong though, uh, Wuja, where based off of uh Table of Nations in the Duat, right? Aren't the Egyptians closer to Haru? Is it a meaning in that? Oh uh, yeah, the the remage are are first right after Heru. Yep. Right. So there you have it. So in the culture of the Egyptians, they put themselves closer to their particular deity. Y'all see that? The Hebrews put themselves closer to their particular deity. And the Chinese will do the same. And the Negroes will do the same. Right? All nations do the same. They put themselves closer to the thing that they have deified. Y'all don't get that? Get that. And so we can't really depend on the Egyptians, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to that. And we can't really depend on the Hebrews when it comes to that. You know what I'm saying? Because all of them make themselves better. That's a cultural thing. That's an ethnic thing. Right? So the question I'm saying is, when you look at the story of the genes, the story of the genes will tell you something totally different. Right? It'll tell you something totally different. It'll tell you where uh, the, 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 the Egyptians actually come from. Right? Did they actually come from the Rift Valley? Yeah, you know I'm saying Omo Valley. Yeah, you know I'm saying they start there first before they was called Egyptians. They start there as Homo sapiens sapiens. The Native American genes will tell you that they also started out there and mutated outside of Africa. So we'll call them non-Africans because that that frequency and alleles uh, transformed outside of Africa. Yeah, you know I'm saying European story too, right? The genes tell a story. So while y'all hemming and hard and act like y'all something, man, y'all need to have some heart. All right, Sister Kawa, I put the link in your box already. Right? So I'm telling you that genes tell a completely different story. That ain't got nothing to do with your mother and them lying neither. Because they just didn't know. They didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? So we got cultural stories. We got stories passed on to people saying they this, they that, they that. But man, if you really want to know, if y'all really, check this out, here goes something I'm gonna put on your heart. I'm gonna get y'all with this, right? Since DNA ain't real anyway, take the damn test. If it ain't shouldn't matter, then should it? No, because it'll put you square up. It'll put you right in the face of what you thought you knew. Put you right in the face of that. 
Right there. Take that DNA test. Some of you may be pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised to figure out where your ancestry come from. How much percentage of Native American blood you have or do not have. I mean, DNA you have do not have. Might be surprised. So where the heart at, man? So so we we we, we take it all around here on Amaral Squad. We recognize that. Hey, one, that DNA is a friend of ours. Right? And I think the question was asked earlier. So when you, when y'all talk about the the, uh, the DNA test of uh, quote unquote, when you're looking for ancestry, they try to separate that from when you take a maternity test. The reality is we can tell where where certain alleles genes started to uh, transform, right? We do use molecule testing. That's how we know. How, how do they know when pale skin first survived on planet Earth? How do they know this? Because they can count the mutations in the damn gene pool. How about that? Y'all can't get around that? We know with time, based off of genetic evidence, we can pretty much tell, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, how far modern human, humans got. All you gotta do, all you gotta do is look at that. Check this out. You can take the Native American DNA and you can count back how many generations it took for them to get out of Africa. You can literally count that time. You can, you can actually, we can actually tell when they came in and where they traveled through. We can tell that in the genes. Like I said, the genes tell a story. So let me let me get this straight. Black people might lie. White people will lie. For sure, the Aborigines have to lie. But that goddamn going DNA don't lie. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, just uh, uh, just to add, and this is probably the last thing I'm 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 gonna speak on is this. What I'm showing is one of many um, haplogroup maps, world maps, and I don't know if you can people can read it. Maybe I have to blow it up to see any detail of it. But this is the paternal haplogroup. So this is the Y DNA haplogroups. And so you can see the migration patterns of genetic populations of these mutations. So each code that you see on the screen represents a um, a group of mutations because they're they're sub they're subgroups called subclads of of these mutations as well. But it, it you know these are these are the uh, top hierarchy um, to be able to fit them all on the map. So over here in in uh, the Americas. On the paternal side, uh, if you were to take your DNA test, then you should have a paternal haplogroup of a Q. Okay, you have Q over here. You have C, C3, Q1, and Q3. And they have even names, the, the common names that uh, these groups would be recognized as. Sometimes they use a language uh, phyla. And then sometimes they'll use some other kind of co uh, social uh, naming scheme. So like over here, we got the Malaysian, we got the Polynesian, the Maori, uh, Australian Aborigine, et cetera, et cetera. Over here, we see Berber, we see uh, uh, Nilo, uh, uh, Nilotic, and so on and so forth. Niger Congo. But those are, are they try to overlay languages uh, to that. But the point is, is that these haplogroups represent mutations that occurred and that could be anchored to a geographical location over time. So we could trace back migration patterns of where people came from and where did they trek to. Now, not an individual. These are dealing with genetic uh, po uh, populations of people, not like single people. OK, and then 
there are blurred lines where you see a convergence taking place. Okay, so it's not always a clear-cut demarcation and, and, you know, like what black and white. Like you cross this line, now you're in Georgia, and you were just in South Carolina. Not that type of thing. Okay, so uh, I don't, Naya, I don't know if you have anything to add to that. But I, I didn't want to go into anything heavy. But I just want to show people this, that um, that by people taking their DNA, man, you, you open yourself to a wealth of information. Like, don't be scared of it. Uh yeah, somebody say that map is outdated, bro. It say where is the Jabel Alud, the oldest human remains found? <laughs> well, wait a minute. People have to. You don't know what that wait, is, for real. Wait, the same did the same person that said it's outdated said that? They said yeah, yeah. They said that uh, that that map you showed was outdated. Where is the uh, Jabel Alud? So he don't even know the. Who, wait, who wait. Is. Wait, wait. So where is Michael Jordan? I mean, no, I'm saying it because because this is this is the problem, man. This is a haplogroup map. Why why would I look at a haplogroup map and then look for a specific uh, a specific um, human remains? Like, where's Lucy on here? Then let let's 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 uh, get more specific. Where where's Lucy on here? Then I don't see Lucy on here. So, so this is not a map for that. That's what I'm. That's the point I'm making. This is not a map for that. So don't try to compare and say this map. What's outdated about this map? That's what I want to know. What what is outdated? Because it doesn't have the per, the uh, Lucy on here is outdated, or the person they name is outdated. No, these are geographical uh, regions where these mutations were found and uh, and have occurred. That's all. That's the purpose of this map. That's why they have arrows and stuff here. Mm. I mean, goodness. So I hope I hope that that's understood. So that's not that's not uh it's not like it's outdated. And I can pull up anyone, like put up a link of of a one that anybody accepts. Let's do it that way. I mean, that's the point of me showing this is to show that taking a, a DNA, getting your DNA analyzed and sequence, it opens you up to three uh, stories about your ancestry. Two if you're a woman and three if you're a man. And if you're a woman, you can get the inferred paternal um, lineage from a brother or your father. Your brother or your father. All right. So, you know, that's that's why I showed that up there. So anyway, yeah, they should read up on uh, the fine in Morocco, though. All right, that's okay. Y'all should really read up on that and understand what that really is right there. I suggest you do it. Um, it's not what you think it is. You think it is, but it ain't. Uh, it, you just, I mean, come on, man. Yep, so it is what it is, man. We're going to keep this study going, man. Um, so we understand what pseudoisms is. We understand what pseudoscience is. We understand what... We understand now who the pseudo intellectuals are. We absolutely do. They continue to teach you uh, pseudoisms. And no, MBK, uh, that group is not pseudo. No, they're not. We would never classify them as that. No, they're not. Somebody hit that in my inbox. No, they're not that. They never was that. I never known them to be that. Now, they might not have uh, the, the understanding of quote unquote. Uh, biological human evolution. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But shit, there's a lot of stuff they teach. I don't have, you know what I mean? But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I would never classify them as that, yo. I respect that group a lot. The information is grounded and sound, you know what I'm saying? And they pretty much they stay in their lane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, they just like to ruffle a little feather a little bit. And I like to I like to fire hey. back. But I just want the community to know, yo, that you know, that's still family. You know what I'm saying, yo? And I would direct anybody to them and the information is good. Feel me? Hey, I wanna um address one thing I see in the comment real quick. Is uh uh the person what did he just ask? He said, Well, I didn't scroll up too far, but it, but somebody said it's not a silly question because before DNA came about, people knew who they were. They didn't. That is a dumbass question. They didn't know. They only thought they knew. Like the well, Egyptians didn't know they came from the Rift Valley. Wait, that's why I wanted to address it because. Go for it. going Because nah, see, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta extend the olive branch, man. So, so this is the all thing. Right, olive branch. I take, I take all that back. All right. So, so the thing is, is that uh, with the onset of uh, biogenetics, the field of biogenetics, and especially the mapping of the human genome in 2003, we now have new tools available that can precisely be very more precise and more uh, detailed with our ancestry. Prior to that, uh, and prior to, to the discovery of DNA and all that kind of stuff, when people say that they knew who they were, it was a completely different criteria for the classification system. So, so you could be of a completely different gene pool, but be part of a, an ethnicity based on your customs, practice, and culture, and so on and so forth. So, so it was a totally different criteria back in, in historical and ancient times than it is today. So, so when you say that people knew who they were, it is relative. Please understand that. That is relative. It's relative to whatever the criteria is. As a matter of fact, they did an experiment. Unk spoke about one. I posted another one in the Amara Squad group where they took nine individuals and they asked them plainly. They asked them to define race, race, uh -huh. and then after they defined race, then they asked them what race do they think they are, and then they asked them what race do other people think you are. And after getting all those answers, then they took a DNA analysis. They, they got their DNA analyzed and genomes uh, sequenced and so on and so forth. Then they got their results back. And out of the nine people, most of them were wrong. They, they were surprised at the results. So, so what you self-identify as socially and culturally may be different than the, bio than the biology. And so when we say people knew who they were, they did not know who they were biologically. In terms, in terms of those classifications, okay. So it's not until, you know, in recent times in our, you know, uh, technology and things like that. Now we can add the a biological reality to all this stuff, and 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 people are going to have to get down with it because this that link in there, yo. This is disrupting what link? That that link in there. We got some good questions. This 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 indigenous species says. So why isn't everyone's DNA test going back to? African. Okay, that's easy. That's can we back up um, before we move on to the question? Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I just wanted, I wanted to expand on what Wujawa was saying about what did you say, Wujawa? At the end, you said what we identify with was what. Yeah, I was saying that self self identification 
may not even be a biological reality for a lot of people. Yeah. So, so because because self-identification takes other factors into play, it, it, it could be your your upbringing, your culture, your um, your your experience and all those kinds of things. And you can self-identify with a social classification system and and it may not have a, a, an equivalent biological reality. And that's why even when you take an African ancestry test, they can tell you your gene pool, but the gene pool may may expand over three different ethnicities like like if you have a certain haplogroup and paternal line you could either be fulani you could be either uh ibo and and whatnot because they all have the same gene pool but they branched out and developed their culture slightly different from one another so culturally they're different distinct but biologically they're the same right okay so if we go back to our definition of science which is how we know what we know right the yep. methods we use to determine what we know. Yep. So DNA allows us, it's a body of evidence based on biology that allows us to know who we are in terms of our genetics. Anyway, we all have history and we all have culture and we all have our oral histories, but DNA assists us in knowing. So it confirms and brings, I don't want to say validates us, but it, it brings a level of assurance to that body of knowledge, our history, our people, and the body of knowledge that says that we are African is overwhelming. DNA is just one of those things that confirms that we're not indigenous to the Americas. Language is another one. Culture is another one. History is another one. Spirituality is another one. There's various disciplines and various bodies of knowledge that confirm who we are. So we have to ensure that we are understand that we're not talking about DNA, DNA, DNA. It's about the body of knowledge. So we know that we're African and not indigenous to America because all the evidence points to that. We got to be okay with that. So I just want to clarify that point. Uh, that's a very good uh, point. And, and, and to this question that uncle, read he said so why isn't everyone's dna test going back to africa then if we all came from africa it's very simple when when you get your haplogroup when you're assigned a haplogroup what that is telling you is your most recent uh common ancestor that yeah. that had a mutation not not the furthest back so like for example my paternal haplogroup is uh e ep252 and, and that comes that is that clusters in West Africa. So so I am part of the my most recent mutation because nothing happened after me. So I'm part of that uh, that body or group of people that share that same mutation. And so we all have a common ancestor there. So when you get these haplogroups, it's, it's basically from 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 your life today going backwards to the most recent mutation. But if you take but if I were to take my EP252 mutation and then go back further, because that's my most recent. If I go back further, then yes, and everybody did that, eventually everybody will find themselves in Africa. So 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 everybody can trace themselves back to Africa ultimately, but 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 you're only given your most recent because the only relevant mutation is the most recent one. Okay, because if 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 your genes change, because because a mutation is a permanent uh, permanent change in the in the gene structure and so on and so forth. If your genes change, 
then and they change again then the most relevant one is the most recent one that's that's the one that affects affects you and identifies you today you don't have to go back to the previous mutation the previous 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 okay so so just, you have to understand how, how they're assigned that's all so hopefully that cleared it up well watch this why y'all joking they call it mitochondrial e to answer your question bro man from the sixth floor it says in human genetics, the mitochondria E, right, is the uh, matronil, right, most recent common ancestor, the MRCA, right, of all currently living humans. It said the most recent woman from whom all living humans descended in a unbroken line purely through their mothers and through their mothers of those mothers back until all lines converge on one woman. In terms of mitochondrial hollow groups, right, the MTMRCA is situated at the divergence of micro hollow group L. See what I'm saying? And we kind of talked about this on another show. We talked about the L1, L2, and the L3. Right, we talked about Sister Naya spoke up with that big map behind her. She talked about she showed it. She showed the L three and how out of L three, right, you get the M six. I think, right, right, Sister Naya. Well, I don't know when she left out. Anyway, she, anyway, she just she broke down the different lineages all the way to North America. All right, so. There you have it, brother. You you just brother Wuja just put up the daggone hollow group mat. All right. So that question is is a non-cipher because you didn't even have it right. The answer is all living human beings can chase their lineage back to mitochondria E. <laughs> Not to get it confused with Adam and Daggone E. Nice says she tired. <laughs> so yeah, we're probably gonna wrap it up, but but I hope I hope that's clears clears people up because you know we we're gonna like I always say, I say I'm gonna drive drive these points home till the wheels fall off. So so you know, uh and plus this this you know, DNA and stuff fascinates me outside of my studies in uh Kemet and all the other things that you know I deal with the Nile Valley. But outside of that, DNA and, and genetics uh fascinates me to the point where I pay attention and I try to learn as much as I can. So these discussions, uh, I enjoy them. And if people have questions and want to share information, uh, then by all means, because through these questions, it allows us to even, uh, as Naya said, uh, uh, inquiries and questions also are tools to let you know when you know something as well. Because, you know, it, as a good practice, when you can explain something back to someone else, then you can you can safely assume that you understand it. You know, like we, when you when you absorb information, you have to assimilate it and then you have to uh, expel it. You have to get it, get it back out. And if you can get it back out to where somebody else can understand you, then you can safely say that you went through the process and you really understand it. And that's and that's a really a, a teacher's guide. That's 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 a prerequisite to be a good teacher as well. The ability to uh, take in information, assimilate it and then regurgitate it back out to where somebody else can explain, uh, understand it. That's um that's how you do that, but I don't yeah. know if there's any more questions. I mean I I mean I, I see people. I hope hope people understand. You know, uh, what we were been saying about that. It's and uh, hold up, Nisud Bidi Amin Hotep said, "When can I debate Ujjal on his knowledge on Kemet? <laughs> oh, or what 
What? Okay. What? 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 Um, oh. What? Let me see. I don't know if the brother playing or not, but what would you debate me on? Like, you know, like for the sake of debating or something specific or whatever? Because it definitely can't be the language. Yeah, they get the brakes beat off on that one. Oh, beat the, the brakes. But anyway, I, I know, I know he probably playing. Uh, you know, probably be playing because anybody with a name uh, Nisut BT, um, I'm in Hotep, then I'm sure the brother is uh has some. You know what's funny right here? on this belt. Look, look, mm -hmm. Ezekiel, Ezekiel, I can't even say it. I always mess this word up. Ecclesiastes. Some of that. Is that what it is? Ecclesiastes three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he. <laughs> If you scroll back up, right? But and he said something about the written. Oh, he said white people. Wait a minute. Hold up. Nisud BT Amen Hotep says that they was white people. Okay. Yeah. See, he's a wait, wait. Okay. Okay. But go ahead, Uncle. But, but I'm gonna ask him. You could type it uh, when you hear my question. I know there's a delay. But are you saying that ancient Egyptians were white people? Like, a answer that for me first. But go ahead, Uncle. Trying to find Ezekiel asks this. <laughs> I'm saying that shit crazy. He made a statement up here. He said everything is not written, but his very name is coming from a daggone book in the Bible that's written. Ain't that crazy? Everything is not written. That's true. Everything's not written. I mean, prehistory means before writing. Before I, writing. I hope everybody knows that that when we when people say historical or history, they're talking about from the onset of writing forward. You know, forward in time. Prehistory is pre-writing. Yeah, that's, that's the that's the general, you know, definition or whatever. That's why it's so crazy for people to be teaching about Egypt when the only reason we know about Egypt, I can go right to the book, man. People had pseudo interpretations of Egypt, what they thought it was. Oh, they so know what Egypt was. So hold up, Nisa Beatty said, "Hell no." So what? What are you debating on? You you think I'm saying that they're white? Like he he must be playing. So. Man, yeah, fine. This point, yo, it's late. Yeah, he must be. Yeah, shoot those back into the cave again. So anyway, man, shout out uh, to all the families, right? Um, uh, go to Ad Anime Productions or the HunterRawSquad.org store and get Mel of version one and two, one and two. Uh, make sure y'all um, go to Mobile University Song Tap, okay? Also, check out the stores on the UmaraSquad.org. Uh, We're also coming up with Squad University. Uh, shout out to Sister Naya and Dr. Oyamayat and uh, Brother Ujai. We're working on that project, too. We're going to have the Umarasquad University. All right. Also, support Saber University, where everybody is welcome on that platform as long as there's no pseudo. So you can actually teach classes on that particular platform. All right. Go to abju at abdjuweear.com, abjuweear, all right, and support, all right. Also, uh, I'm in Atlanta, located at Black Dot Bookstore and Culture Center. Y'all come in any day, you know what I'm saying, and we can get it in. I also want to say this. Uh, Dr. Ali Muhammad has challenged the Amara squad on evolution. So we're going to have an intelligent conversation because I do not debate those who aren't my equal. 
I teach them. So I'm not the good All right. Uh, uh, now you know if Naya came out the woodwork with the live. You know what I'm saying? There is no sign. No scientists debate evolution. They debate the mechanisms in evolution. Yeah. So hold up, hold up, pause. Because this is this is what we got to stop doing. People people want to debate just for the sake of debating. But even with evolution, that's too broad. Like, what about evolution? Is right. is is there is there a disagreement? First, in order to have a debate, you have to have some point of contention or disagreement. You know. And, and and you have to you have to you know solidify that and and you know make that clear. Yeah, it's uh, time. To do okay, it. I see the brother said said that one of the groups were were white. Um. So yeah, won't you come in here? Won't you come in here now? Give him the link. Yeah, the link. the link. Now she posted the link. Uh, sister Ka Kaba uh posted the link. Hey, come on. You can, can come in here right now, real quick. I just want to know what what group instead of me waiting because it's, it's a delay. So you come in. Uh come in so now don't mistake amara squad university for for this other existing university where you got a, a brother who uh is not qualified to teach about uh ancient kemet and languages and stuff uh trying to do his thing over there so uh we're gonna make sure we definitely uh <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> yeah it's another amara squad university is out there i mean not oh, not, not squad they don't have they don't have they don't, nah, he don't have squad and he's amara university or something like that he took it out. I, call, I hit him. He took it out. I hit him with that paperwork. But but the brother, you know, got a little time. Did the Egyptians teach evolution? Uh, <clears throat> they taught. Hey, they taught things transformed over time. They they they, they did teach things transformation though. Well, I don't think they, had the, mm -hmm. they didn't have that. But go ahead, What's your take on it? I know what I want to say. Yeah, I was just going to say that it's it's all depends on how you're defining evolution, but in a rough generic sense, I would answer yes. But mm -hmm. but specifically uh the the details of what we discuss in the theory of evolution today, then they didn't go into the into the details that we discuss today as a theory of evolution, but evolution as a whole, they definitely taught it. Matter of fact, you can look in a book, a book called The Book of Knowing the Transformations of Ra and Overthrowing of a Pep, and you'll see where uh, it talks about an unfolding of of development, and they use the word Kepper many many times in in uh, in this particular text. And the word Kepper itself means to 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 manifest, to come into being, to evolve, to change, and so on and so forth. And so it talks about that, and it mentions it, where the deity that's speaking is talking about unfolding and becoming the things in the world and as the world from itself. So there's nothing outside of existence. And so that, that gets a little complicated, but but you know, we're gonna start talking about this a little more once people's uh um So well, so so hold on. What's the symbol in the Nile Valley for evolution, uh brother Wuja? Uh well the scarab beetle is used as a glyph in the word keper, which means to evolve, to change, to be, to exist. To come into existence okay so i find that very interesting watch this y'all i find that very very interesting that they use a scarab beetle why am i saying this because the scarab beetle is the most speciaceous meaning those particular species that there are a lot of different species of dung beetles and for the most part they don't go extinct right they have the most diversity out of anything so if you come to uh page of 542 
and uh, Wiles E. Burrs, and he just went out of the dictionary, right? And you got Kepler, okay, to be, to exist, to have being, to subsist, to come into being, to happen, to fashion, to form, to create, to make, to bring into being, to take form of something or something to transform oneself. It said, making them to do to do to do everything according to the wish of his heart and everything he uh, pleaseth. Okay, then you go down here, uh, self-made, self-produced. I uh, made myself, and these are all different glyphs, right? Dealing with capital, capital, right? Uh, then you got uh, what exists, things that are. It's a beings or things that exist, events, occurrences, um, beings who created the things that are, capital uh, for manifestations to shape, uh, uh, image change, transformation, transformation which is uh, deceased might make in the duat. Okay, so it's on. It's all in here. Self-created, capital. I'm a capital who produces everything from his being. So, so the funny part about these dung beetles, right? Do y'all know what a test species is or a model species? A model species is something that scientists use to teach them about certain natural phenomenon. So, what is the natural phenomenon that the dung beetle? teaches modern science. I bet y'all can't guess. Ha ha! Evolution. So the dung beetle is a model species that scientists use to understand biological evolution. Is that a coincidence? That's very interesting right there. Also, Charles Darwin. Charles Darwin wrote a subchapter on dung beetles in his book. His first book he wrote. He wrote a whole subchapter on dung beetles. Huh. Because dung beetles help you understand evolution. Why would the Egyptians name Kepera, the meaning of Kepera, as evolution, evolve, transformation? And then later on, right, which y'all can't handle, uh, modern science use it the same way to understand evolution, transformations. That's crazy, ain't it? So yes, the Egyptians did have an up on the world, right? And it's funny because natural selection is very easy, which is just a mechanism in evolution. Natural selection is simply, is simply, right? You observe things in nature. And by observing these things in nature, right, nature selects the traits that will best fit his environment. Simple as that. Yeah. Darwin, Darwin didn't do nothing groundbreaking. I hate to say it. Only thing that Charles Darwin did, Sir Charles Darwin, only thing he did was he used to say, man, a polar bear is a polar bear with white fur because, quote unquote, that white fur helps him to survive in an area where it's cold and snowy. <laughs> Simple, right? He realized that on an island, a Galactus island, right, each portion of the island had different types of finches. If you study the cricket, if the cricket was located in deep sand, right, the pointer that lays eggs, right, would be longer, right? And the pointer that was on the crickets, you know what I'm saying, that was in shallow sand, right, that pointer lays eggs would be shorter. So he started to realize through observation, which is very simple, 
that based off of the fact that these quote unquote uh, crickets being in different environments, right? They're fit to reproduce in that environment. It's crazy, man. So that's simple. Yeah. Back to those beetles. Those beetles help modern science understand evolution. And y'all won't got me had me thinking that those same beetles didn't teach that natural lesson to the Egyptians. Y'all could never well, convince me of that. Well, um, like I said, Otherwise. like I said, uh, somebody in the comments said that uh, somebody made us change our conclusions on ancient Egyptians teaching evolution. We used to teach. We used to say that they did teach evolution. So I don't I, I don't know wait I don't I don't know if, if that comment was made before I made my statement or before you just said what you just said but it all depends on how people are defining evolution if you're talking about the evolution theory that uh that is explained today uh even if you talk about out of Africa 1 and out of Africa 2 out of Africa 2 incorporates the the data that we have available today based on the human genome being sequenced in 2003 so the DNA and the and the migration patterns of these different uh, mutations support the these different theories. Obviously, the ancient Egyptians or the Remich, they did not have the DNA um, data. So 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 if we're gonna include all that we know today about uh, you know under the umbrella of evolution, then they didn't teach everything that we uh, say today. That's why I said in general the ancient Remich did talk about evolution they have an actual story in terms of a, a in the form of a mythos where they talk about the unfolding or the the um how things transform into other things and become things how the deity himself uh came into the world as the things in the world and the world itself all right so and that's that's a philosophical discussion to actually wrap your mind around how the deity himself becomes the things in the world and as the world, meaning that the deity didn't grab some substance outside of itself to create anything. Oh, right. It used it of itself. And on the screen, I have the Kepper beetle, the dung beetle itself. And people are under the wrong impression that the dung beetle is pushing the sun in the sky in the first picture on the top. But dung beetles do not push the balls because because the ball or the or the dung ball itself is supposed to represent the sun. So the, the beetles do not push the dung ball with their front legs. They don't do that. So the picture on the top is not the same as the picture on the bottom. The real dung beetles push the balls by their hind legs. So what the what the ancient Egyptians are showing you is the word for manifestation because the beetle has to bring the the circular spherical form into existence and they and they do that real beetles do that with their front legs and with their mouth their head that's why their head has that sharpness on it and you see on the front paws they have the claws where they can hold and they can shape and mold the the ball then when they push it they push it with their hind legs so the beetle in the actual uh glyphs is not pushing the sun the beetle is the beetle is making the sun manifest and so that's why the word kepper means to come into being and all you know with all the other derivatives and things of that nature so we have to be clear on all these things and so you know time won't allow me to even though Wuja, Darwin didn't have all the tools we have now, neither. So how in the hell can Darwin reach that conclusion? How can Al Jaheed reach that conclusion? The black African Al Jaheed Muslim. He talked about evolution. 
right? How can they all reach those conclusions? They didn't have uh, 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 um, the didn't have powerful microscopes. They didn't have damn microscopes. Darwin didn't have no fossils. He was it was predictive. The Egyptians did the same thing. Lisa on par with Darwin. Now I ain't see. I ain't crazy. See, I got enough sense to know. I read, so I know what Charles Darwin did. That man simply said, based off of natural processes, man, things, living organisms, transform their environment. That shit ain't super slick right there. That's simple. You can go in your backyard and take your children and look at the diversity in the backyard and realize that there are little different ecosystems within the backyard and, 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 and the same types of animals are, are, are transformed like different types of ants uh, are transformed in the backyard in different environments within the backyard. Like that ain't nothing groundbreaking. So Darwin was the first to say that. I tell you what was real slick though, that the Nile Valley Africans actually did find that idea right there. That's the slickness right there. That they understood the world in such a way that they recognized that everything was transforming. That's the slick part. Darwin was just sitting back, you know what I'm saying? Got a little lesson from uh quote unquote uh the brother, you know what I'm saying, from South America. You know what I'm saying? Edmondson. Y'all only know about that black man, right? Okay, so we can keep going on and on and on here. That evolution is really a black thing. You know what I'm saying? Biologically speaking. You know what I'm saying? From understanding how to teach. You know, black people started teaching that first. You know what I'm saying? How we said, Wuja, science, you know what I'm saying, pushes technology. And technology pushes science. But the yeah. idea is definitely formulated in the Nile Valley, whether y'all like it or not. Science. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, science science is uh uh science was the main thing in ancient Kemet. Of course. Like how y'all know that? They deify science. Y'all crazy, man. It's funny to me, man. Read that book, National Geographic. All right, National Geographic, read that. What's the name of the what's the name of the article, Wuja? Which one? You twins on it. Can we pull it up? Cause I want everybody to read that. Don't come talk to me unless y'all read that. How about that? We'll oh, I'm that. not. I'm not able to pull it up, but I, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, with the, it's talking about the the, the the genetics and stuff, right? Yeah, National Geographic. Hold on. Yeah, it's two little girls on the front cover. Yeah, two little girls on the front cover, man. Twins. We need that. Y'all gotta read that. That's gonna give you real serious understanding. Yup. Matter of fact, I'm a next show I do. I'm going to read a little part from I'm going to start reading until I finish reading that. Right? I'm going to take small segments and we can break those small segments down. I think See, that might be our next show. Yeah, and and people uh you know upcoming we we're, we're trying we're um we we will be um doing some things so that people can actually slow things down a little bit and um ask questions and kind of walk through this information. That's why uh we're forming the Amara Squad uh university academy all the above you know so that people will be able to kind of walk slow roll it and and really you know get into get into this stuff because on these hangouts you know it's the time you know we've been on for what almost four hours now crazy four hours that's crazy but even in the four hours we we can only say but so much because we're trying to get interaction we're getting people call in coming in and and then it's then it's a panel of us and each one of us want to turn to talk so you know this is not, we can only go but so far, you know, here. So we're going to take it up a notch and do something for everybody so we can all 
really slow down and really get this information uh, going. Yeah, I found it. I found it, y'all. Here, this uh, is what I want y'all to read right here. All right, go get it. Don't play. Don't play. Don't play. Get that and read it. Is Nia still with us? It's a miracle, boy. No, she ain't still with us. She about done. I ain't heard. She gonna unmute black. I'm still here. I'm here. I'm just working. I'm reading. What? Came <laughs> back like the alien, though. You did come back like the alien. I don't know. It sound like. <laughs> oh man, your battery. I don't know if your best your battery or connection. You sound like. No, it's definitely the alien. I'm definitely tired. <laughs> God damn! Sound like you transformed Whoa. and evolved, yo. Hey. <laughs> Your voice. Uh, you've been Johnny for like an hour and stopped it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You you do sound you sound like a combination between Optimus. You sound like all the Autobots <laughs> together. And, 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 and Dark Vader. Yeah, you sound like man. Hey, dig the cover right there, y'all. See it? Here you go. There it is. Special edition. Read the daggone thing. Skin deep, the science of race. Y'all gotta read that. Don the white minority. Read that. U.S. and them. Why we divided? Driving while black. This is a, this is a top notch. Uh, uh, right here, man. That that skin deep. The science of race. That's gonna beat y'all up. So what I'm saying is, I suggest everybody read that at least that one article. Skin deep. So we can have an informed discussion next time we have the next class. So this is going to be y'all homework. Get that article, right? Get that magazine and read that. This is it right here. Deep, look, black and white. Here it go. Plain and simple. They come from the same mother and father. Why? Why is that like that? Same yeah. mother and father. They're twins. Yeah. See, mother nature don't work the way you want it to work. I hate to say it. Y'all get, y'all get, check this out. If y'all was to look at that girl on the left, probably y'all right, y'all would say she white. If you looked at the girl on the right, you would probably say she black. Y'all, y'all would lose that one right there. Black and white. These twin sisters make us think, make us rethink everything we know about race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got y'all. Yeah, that's a that's a thought provoking article, and that's sure. a good homework assignment. Serious. I hope I hope people take take what you're saying serious and uh, get it, and um, and read it so we can actually discuss it because I think I think people will learn from that article because you know you you'll it'll it'll make you thirsty to really try to understand how how this process works, how genes are passed on from generation to generation, and from mother and father to their children and siblings, and how like I, we went over last time how a brother and a sister or a brother and brother or sister and sister, two siblings of each other may inherit a different set of ancestry from their parents, even though they have the same parents and everything. Yeah, that was a good one right there. They could they could inherit a different set of ancestry, which ties into the older expression of it. Now, this this goes back into the um to the to the, uh you know, whether the Egyptians dealt with evolution and stuff like that when you have to go back to the Nile Valley we can go to any African community and how even in many African communities they always saw even siblings as separate spirits they have a separate spiritual uh, line and and it ties into what we know now today uh, ba based on how genes are transferred from generation to generation 
So it's very, very interesting. It's, it's a lot to learn that people could learn from that. Like anybody that demonizes DNA is really uh, setting us back about, you know, 400 years. Yeah, they do it on purpose now. I see why they do it. I, I, I would demonize it too, yo. Because that shit would stop you from lying to me. You would lose all your money and all your revenue. Con Callaway, you'd be done. Yeah, if he took a DNA test, then he'd be done. So so why so so this is what I want all, all our followers to do. Start hounding them down to the ground about take a DNA test, bro. What you got to lose? Yeah, he got everything to lose. Because that DNA test will absolutely verify the lie that he's been teaching over there. See what I'm saying? So they, they can't do it, y'all. They cannot take a DNA test. It would actually destroy ones that claim it is popped out. Popped up out of nowhere in North America, that would destroy them. Plain and simple. Yeah, right. and see the thing is, I'm gonna tell you, man. I don't understand. I mean, I understand it, so it's kind of uh, rhetorical. But, but uh, the D taking a DNA test. If you're if you're a person who who pushes the Aboriginal or Native American narrative, taking a DNA test would be to your advantage because then you could you could solidify it. Um, with with something that corroborates that you know so i, I understand why they fight against it as a matter of fact uh, um, here, here's another example i don't know if it, you probably got to stop sharing your screen all right let me stop here's a here's another example for people to see of two twins that come from the exact uh you know come from the same mother and father mm -hmm. but but based on lookership and appearance <laughs> You would you would you would classify them differently based on based on based on how they look. You would classify the girl on the left, you would probably classify her as as a white girl. Do you classify the girl on the right? You would probably say that she's mixed or she got some Mexican or she got some some you know. Uh, Venezuelan. No, ma no, ma no matter what no matter what you call her, you would not classify her in the same category as the one on the left. That's the point. But yet they are fraternal twins they didn't come from the same um ovum but they were born at the they were gestated at the same time born the same day and all that stuff they could refer to that as fraternal twins so their fraternal twins come from the same parents all right so i want everybody to understand so that's that's just another one the the, the twins on the cover of the book is another set i'm just showing you a set of adults you know killing them. all right so that's just another example yeah completely killing them so and, and let me get this straight, man. So y'all don't want to say, well, y'all just try y'all following white people when y'all saying it in a race, because then y'all just loving white people. Y'all just don't let me get this straight. The categories, right, that was presented to the world by the racist white supremacist, yeah you know I'm saying, was just that. Categories, and they were wrong, right? According to science. But just because those classifications of race was wrong according to science. Did not mean that those that those particular classifications, right, did not harm and maim people. That people were not affected just because those classifications weren't real doesn't mean that there was real harm done with those classifications. So I absolutely recognize the harm that was done done when they classified us as the Negroids, Mongoloids, you know what I'm saying, and Caucasoids. And then separated us and made us the lesser race. Okay, that destroyed millions of African people's lives. That helped promote the transcontinental slave trade. That science was actually taught in the college and universities in Harvard and Yale to support 
to quote unquote say they start talking about well how the brains see and this article talks about that how this particular scientist anthropologist talked about how the black man brain was small and the white man brain was larger than the brain size man and, and he actually had they got it on display in the museum all these skulls that this white man actually collected and he claimed that the white people were the smarter race because their brains was bigger blase blase so I recognize the categories just because they they have no real real place in science, right? They have a real place in the history of black people and how it affected us. That's why people can't even deal with evolution these days because they classify it as goddamn gorillas. I get it. Hmm. Monkeys and all that. So those damn classifications hurt us. It promoted racism, white supremacy. Millions of Africans were kidnapped and thousands of Africans and millions of Africans were murdered in the name of race. Right. Yeah. We're still feeling those effects. They hadn't went anywhere. Racism. White, listen, racism, white supremacy. We're one group. Right. Different skin color. Right. Tries to take the man and dominate another race because of their skin color. So we recognize that the Umbrella Scott ain't taking that back. We get that. But we also realized that it was those categories, right, that helped promote, you know what I'm saying, the position of inferiority in our community. So we taking that back too. So y'all gotta chill with it. Yeah. Relax with it. Um ra race is a reality, it's just not a biological reality. So go. so race is real. We are definitely affected by the social classifications uh of race. So anybody denying that, uh, they you know they they got their head in the sand. So race is a reality, but it's just not a biological one. You know, just like just like the state of just like any of the states of the United States are real geographical territories and regions, but they're not actually terrestrial uh, realities because there's there's no real line that divides South Carolina from Georgia, but. But uh, uh, the way we uh, demarcate um, jurisdictions, there is. There's superimposed. So we do have, um, I think Naya must have bumped out, huh? Yeah, we had, uh, we had a real good discussion in the car, me and my family. And that was some of the questions that was answered. So much so that I had to come back with that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he, he was like, what? So what you saying, Dad? So that means we can marry this, we can do that. And it was a crazy, it was crazy. It was a good conversation. But see, so so I just want people to understand that that you know these things. Yeah. Come here. Go ahead. I'm listening. Oh, that um, that is that it's a oh it's, I'm seeing stuff here. So let me get that out. So um, that yeah, race is a reality, but it's but it's not a biological reality. But somebody asked, somebody said something in the in the chat. I wanted to address. Oh, the brother. Uh, I'm not sure if this. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm assuming Jayla is a, a sister, so forgive me if I'm if I'm wrong. But Jayla Wash says um, fraternal twins can have different fathers, and that's that's true in the situation where uh, two men, a uh, woman has sex with two men, and and they ejaculate a woman, and she uh, releases two eggs, and so on, you know, and then one sperm uh, from a ma one man fertilizes one egg, and the other one. Uh, fertilize fertilizes another and they both um, go to go to gestation and all that good stuff but these particular twins that we're showing uh -huh. are from the same mother and the same father so so uh they're and, and, and they're not they, they're identical twins too i believe they're supposed to be identical twins they're from the same egg i believe 
Okay, well the one, well the ones that I show were um, fraternal, but I'm saying the ones on the National Geographic joint. Is yeah, but that's a thing. that's a good um, homework assignment. Hope people will take it serious and and get it. Just get it. Uh, it came out a while ago. I don't know if they can still find it on on the, on a newsstand, but you can probably order it online and get that. And um, so yeah. Anyway, so I think everybody's winding down. We've been on here for five. I'm approaching five hours. This is a, this is a marathon tonight. Marathon. Yeah, un Uncle Sub, you 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 can get an interview. Just go ahead and hit me up at Amaral Squad, the number nine at gmail.com. Absolutely. This is natural. I can't even read that name. Unks crack pipe popping. Yeah. It was crackling and popping back in the day, bro. But ain't crackling no more. I ain't crackled for about 30 years now. <laughs> Nah, that's 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 good for people to. Uh, I mean, you know, that's a, that's an accomplishment right there. Mm. Like people, you got people who don't don't make a change. Matter of fact, you evolved. That's a change. That's evolution right there. Unk is Unk is a living, transform. Unk is a living, uh, <laughs> a display, observable form of of evolution. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something, yo. When I was drinking and smoking and sniffing, yeah, I was the best out there. God damn it! How about that? Let's get all that straight. So even when I was in, yeah, you know I'm saying my quote unquote homelessness, yeah, you know I'm saying using drugs, yeah, you know I mean, I still ran the goddamn corner. How about that? Now, so y'all gotta understand what's really good, and then y'all gotta look at me and say, how this nigga get out of that? See, that's what y'all should be looking at. See, that's the model for the young brothers and sisters. Look at that a man can go through all these things in North America and still stand on the other side. You know what I'm saying? I ain't standing around shooting at y'all. I ain't trying to sell y'all babies no drugs. I ain't trying to do none of that. Why not? Because I've made a transformation. I've kept it on. That's uh, why. Hey, you, have, have you had your Kepper today? Yeah. You had but, your Kepper today. How about that? But that's good. I hope people take take that serious. I was trying to see if any questions because I, I think people, I don't know if we intimidate, but brother, the brother, uh, a couple of people came into the, into the um, back on the panel and uh, it's late now we're not gonna do it now but uh every time we we like to have participation so we will be giving the links out once we um you know open it up with whatever we want to discuss we will usually open up the second half of our hangouts to to everybody to participate yeah we want yeah we want that for now on you know what i'm saying and and i know i work on not cutting you off i just like messing with uh lex you know lex the cusses out so much i was playing with lex man he ran because he know he need to study up. That's what really happened. <laughs> oh, but hold on. Let's let's clarify that too. I I should have said it right after it happened. We yeah. did not we did not kick uh kick him out. He left because no, because see what listen okay remember our show title is pseudoscience and science and and we talked about all the pseudo stuff. Now here's another characteristic of a pseudo intellectual. They do not like to slow the conversation down. I'm gonna tell you that. It's been my experience for umpteen number of years. When you start to slow conversation down and go bullet by bullet, man, they do not like it because that that calls for analytical, critical thinking. Because now they have to make sure they say what they say, mean what they say, say what they mean, and make sure they, they are correct. And they don't like that because it's a great area where they try to talk fast or they get all over the place. They'll move the goalposts quick on you. And see, you know, so I, you know, I, I recognize it when I see it. Um, I mean, you know, so. So there's a number here too. They could call in to, Uja. Yeah, they could call in. 
Hold up, I know, I know. Kaaba been hanging, hanging on here the whole eight, five hours, so she probably like, man, can y'all be quiet? Can y'all just end the show? These long goodbyes, goodness gracious. Where that number at? I didn't know it was a number that people could call too and be on here, right? Goodness gracious. Uh, yes, yeah, a phone number. I, I posted that too. Did you post it again? I just want to see how it works. Somebody they could, call on the test. They could call in and um. Hmm. Yeah, they can use the phone part. Oh, let me do that again. Let me show it. Let me... Yeah, y'all use the phone part. Uncle Sug. <laughs> Call the phone, yo. I ain't gonna cut you off, yo. I promise you. I'll be good, yo. I ain't gonna do it. Okay, hold up. Um, hey, bye. Come on, I think the link is too, is too long to post. Let me see. Uh, I'm gonna post all the numbers. No, just call on that, man. We ain't gonna bite you, man. Uh, hold up. It won't let me paste the whole thing in. Let me see. Is that long? Yeah. I uh, got six characters over. All right, I'll do the meeting ID separate. So, so y'all, y'all get this. This is um, this is all the phone numbers. Call whichever one is applicable to you. And here's the meeting ID. So you want to call in and get this last uh, five minutes, because I know I know I've been MC Iron Lung, but uh, this this is pulling up on my record right here. Five hours. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We close. We ain't we ain't did it yet. Remember we went to sleep, woke up, and we're still doing the hangout. That's the record. You remember that, yo? Yeah. I, I, left I came back. Y'all was rocking. It was the next day. I was like, did y'all leave and come back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was the marathon. That was a, like a straight overnighter right there. People, God. people were doing. We were doing shifts. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing shifts. God damn. So we have uh, Bastet all set. I refuse to believe we are the same. Okay, somebody just came in. All right, come on. What's that? Refuse to believe what? Yeah, you refuse to believe. Oh, that's I think that's brother June right there. Let's see. Yeah, that's June. All right, hold up, June. Yeah, June. See, June. It's like just twelve midnight where he's at. Hotel, brothers. What's going on, man? Mm -hmm. Hotel, hotel. Let me. Oh. I can switch this back. What's up, man? I oh, was just enjoying the show. Uh, I actually have my nephew right here. He wanted to. What's up? What's up with you? How you doing? What's good, bro? What it do? No, I just had a question. Uh, I'm just starting to get into all this information and studying my uh, history studying my ancestors and i was wondering if you give me any advice on what i should be looking up uh what are the first things i should be getting into uh yeah how you doing sister Tiff? hey how you doing oh we got tiffany tiffany coming here fresh god she coming here fresh i'm over here i'm at work but what's up what's up what's going on how y'all doing question hold on one second yeah okay then so, so this is how we do this. All right. So the first thing is we got to study uh, the living organism, you know what I'm saying, that, that is human. Uh -huh. right? If you want to know, know your history. So that's the first right. thing we do. We understand, get, get a basic understanding of where humanity started at. Right. Then does this, Chancellor William does this, and modern science has actually verified the apps and them on this so now we do recognize that all human beings that walked up right you know i mean starting africa first so one the africa first two mm -hmm. 
African is the oldest, you know what I'm saying? And three, they call African. So this question has been thoroughly answered. And as of 2018, these are the conclusions that come out of human uh, violence. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Pause right there, Uncle, real quick. Uh, Sister Tiffany, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna mute your mic just on my on our end because we, we, can, we can hear the background noise a little bit. Okay. So, so I would always start with that, brother. I'll start with uh, humanity, where humanity started at, and that's a good place to start right there, and then work from that. Okay. Start at. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'll add to that, uh, brother, is that um, get your uh dna sequenced and analyzed from as many companies as you can the the three companies that i would uh recommend would be um 23andme ancestry.com and ancestry african ancestry.com and by mm -hmm. that by that you will get uh three stories three your, your genes will tell you three stories that you use together and it will give you your historical ancestry and it'll, it'll paint a, a nice uh picture for you in terms of um, biologically, who who you are and and how you relate uh, to other people around the world and stuff like that. So that would be another thing that you can do. Mhm. Mm All right, that sounds good to me. I appreciate that, y'all. Man, you sound you sound just like June. That I mean, y'all y'all sound like y'all sound like vocal <laughs> clones right there. <laughs> if if I didn't know, but I think that's June playing. <laughs> <laughs> no. I appreciate that. Yeah, y'all sound just alike. Yeah, there's a reason for that, though. See, it's the genes. Yep, see? there you go. Yeah. You said, cousin. Whether y'all realize it or not, the genes, you got certain genes that help you speak. I forget the name. What's the name of the daggone gene, uh, Wuja? Uh, I, don't, I don't know off the top of my head. It's what the chimpanzee don't have. It's the daggone, I forget the name of the gene. They don't have that. And that's how you know we don't come from chimpanzees, because they don't have those. The gene is different. See what I'm saying? Mm. See? So, at the end of the day, man, really, Getting yourself scientifically literate is a crucial part in understanding your daggone history. For real. I'm going to let you know that right now. Right? Get scientifically literate. That's important, man. So you don't start to sound like a lot of these people out here. Trust me with that. Now, I'm not, I'm personally not saying I lose your religion. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying get scientifically literate and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. So, um, Sister Tiffany, you had you had I, I don't know how long you've been listening in, but did you have any any like any question or any build or anything? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a question. Um, yeah, I just I just got in, so you know, cause I was listening and whatnot. Now I got a question regarding to um about the whole um the twins. I seen that article before, so I just want to know like what part is it like somewhere in the gene pool where like um somewhere like somewhere down in the lineage that they can have like different type of you know uh genetic um you know like genetic sequence to where they may appear to look different from one another like let's say somebody in the family may have been um biracial or something or somebody in the family was african i mean like what is it that really caused them to look that way that's what i'm trying to figure out uh, so you 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 cheating? That's a homework assignment that Unc gave out. You trying to get the answer already? <laughs> you gotta read that. I want you to read that article. I seriously do. I want you to read that article. Absolutely, yeah. read that article. Read that. Right? Because nature don't work the way we want it to work. I hate. And right, I hate right, 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 right. True. Yeah. And so and, and so when we talk about genes and alleles, 
right? And different expression of those genes. L let me give you an example. So say ice cream is a gene, right? Mm -hmm. But the, let's, let's, let's say that ice cream is a gene. Mm -hmm. right? Now a variant of ice cream is different flavor, right? right. And so we'll carry a gene, right? And different flavor will express itself, okay? Based off of the environment. That sometimes the right gene is picked. And that particular gene, based off of how efficient it is in helping the population move forward, right? And you know what I'm saying? That mm -hmm. gene will get chosen over and over again. Right. All right? That variation of that gene. So you got the SLC, what is it? Four, Four five. eight, five. You know what I'm saying wrong? Five, SLC, five, eight, something, right? That's mm -hmm. that, right. And that particular gene expresses itself in Africa and it also expresses itself in Europe. Right. Um, so variants of that gene. So we carry that gene as Africans, right? But that gene mm -hmm. expresses itself differently in other parts of the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so at the end of the day, those twins, those genes are expressing themselves. Okay, 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 okay. So okay, you gotta cool. read that. Once you read that article, it's gonna give you, it's gonna, it's gonna put you ahead of everybody. You don't right. have to go, just read that first article on Skin Deep. It's serious. You know, you're going to enjoy it. And it's a wealth of knowledge in that. Like, I'm telling you. And it was put real simple. You know what I'm saying? But it's something mm -hmm. to look up, right? You know, and, and our path to, to, to scientific literacy, right? But that's mm -hmm. definitely going to help you. You you know what I mean? You know how you do, Tiff. I give you right. a source of you and we'll check that out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I already know about you, right? So, <laughs> yeah. And you know I love that laugh though. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. Yeah. So yeah, I have to go back and rewatch the whole video and see what you guys were talking about. Okay, okay but read from that. the beginning. Yeah, but read that though. Read the National Geographic joint right there. Skin deep. Read that. Now you've seen it with the cover with the twins on it. Read that article in there. As a matter okay. of fact, I believe the brother Sean had uh took take taken pictures of the article with his phone. And um, probably just put it together so people, you know, make it easy to find for people because it, it was it came out like about two months ago now and may be hard to find. So we'll we'll make sure we hook people up you with it. Go write the National Geographic and order it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so you know what I mean? I need y'all to read that. Um, okay. I, I just I just read it this weekend for the first time, right? And you know I was just surprised. I remember Sean broke that out. And you know, I'm like, well, I don't probably need to read that, but you know, I read it, and and, and it really, you know, it, it 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 it. I think the listening audience will really get something out of that because I did. Right. I don't know if it's because I understand all the terms, but the way it was written, it was written in such a way where you can get to that. Did a great job and, in that. Yeah. And also remember this too. Uh, this is uh, a repeat of what. Yep, Fox P2 gene. That's the gene. That's the gene for speech. Th thanks a lot, brother, Mr. Sir. Absolutely. That's okay. It. Yeah, this is a repeat what we said before. Um, if if people understand how we inherit our um, our genes from our parents and how mm -hmm. and how our parents have 46 chromosomes each, like our mother has 46, our father has 46, but we only get 23 from each each of them, and the 23 that we get is a recombination and so so we don't get like so we get 50 percent of our genes from our mother and 50 percent from our father 
But like, mm -hmm. do, do you have any brothers and sisters? Yeah, and that's why I was getting ready to talk about because out of all my siblings, I'm happy to be the lightest one. And okay. I always wonder why is that? Okay, okay. So, so, but all right. So now, check this out. Um, the 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 fifty percent of genes that you that you got from your father and the fifty percent that you got from your mother is a is a different fifty percent that your siblings got that one of your other siblings right. got from mother and father. And so because it's a different section or different 50% of those genes that your sibling may inherit some genes that you did not inherit. Right. So, so, yeah. e so even though you and your siblings come from the same parents, your, the genes don't tumble in the same chunks that way. So, so this is why, um, your mother, your mother may have, some genes that she inherited from the grand level, so from your grand level, which would be her parents, and that you may not even received, or so on, so on and so forth, where your siblings will. And so, so, right. so on the genome level, it may percolate and express themselves differently, which gets into how we, the difference of how we look on a phenol uh, level. So, so, uh -huh. so you know, so we, so reading that article. And uh, the website that I gave before right now is down for maintenance uh, as of today. I would give it out, but it's down for maintenance. But um, but reading that article in, in the magazine and then this website that I gave before, it really, really lays these things out very, very good. And in layman's terms, I mean, it's really, really good. Um, so I'm going to repost it inside the Facebook group uh, when it comes back, when it comes back up. So but yeah, that's 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 pretty much we got to understand how these genes are passed on. And things, you know, you got the 23 uh, from your mother, 23 from your father, and so on and so forth. Right. So. Yeah, because it's, it's interesting because both of my parents are darker than me. So, yeah. and like I said, my siblings, they either darker than me or a shade darker. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, so. well like, like I said, you, they, you may get a different set of uh, on the grand level and maybe even some of the great grand level. It, it really goes back to about seven to 10 generations after that it gets so diluted that it that it becomes negligible so it uh and, it, and mind you i'm only speaking about your autosomal dna that's passed down not your um y or your well you don't get the y but not your mitochondria which which is a lineage thing but your but your autosomal inheritance uh goes back to where it, it's relevant up to about 10 generations some people say seven and some say 10 so we say seven between seven and ten so within that, you could receive any combination of those that can trigger uh, the differences that surface, that percolates and surfaces where you can see the difference. Like my daughters, uh, two of my daughters, I got three daughters, two of my daughters have green eyes and my uh, youngest daughter doesn't. Her eyes are actually darker than mine. Right. And so, and so, so same thing happened, happened with, uh, you know, with my uh, children. And they inherit things that that I have in my in my on my grand level, but through cousins. I have cousins that mm -hmm. have uh, light brown eyes and uh, hazel and green eyes, you know. So anyway, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty much done for the night. Yeah, y'all y'all done okay. made MC MC they Iron say, Long. Can genes be deformed? Well, you got to look at uh, the the hedgehog gene. It sends out a signal, and based deformed? off the strength of the signal. You know what I'm saying? Like like people with six fingers got the signal was too strong. People with uh, uh, arms not feel not, not finished being being developed. You know what I'm saying? It's because that that, that signal didn't go out wasn't strong enough or was too strong. Give you six fingers too weak. 
You know what I mean? Your arm not fully fully grown. So yes, genes can mutate, right? And can genes be deformed? I don't know if genes necessarily can be deformed, but based off the signal of the hedgehog gene, you know what I'm saying? I mean, sonic hedgehog gene, hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, it, it, it does cause deformities in human beings. I would like to say that. So there you go. So genes do mutate. And radiation yeah. is a big corporate of uh, a faster mm-hmm. level of mutations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could, yeah. You could yeah. study j- the Japanese uh, Hiroshima Nagasaki and, and those generations that came up out of that. But uh, that's, listen, I'm, a, I'm, I'm beat, y'all. So I'll, I'll yeah, I'm know. beat up. We done. So, yep, support everywhere. A-B-D-J-U-W-E-A-R. Right? Make sure y'all support that. And, you know, I don't know what else to say. We can beat the brakes off the of pseudos tonight. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, I appreciate y'all answering my question. Um, I'll talk more with y'all, and I'll tune in more often. All right, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Yeah, she came in with some fresh energy, boy. I know you got that, yeah. that third shift, that graveyard shift. You wild awake, boys. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have to be. <laughs> yeah. That laugh, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But all right then. Well, I'll talk to you guys soon. I'll build with y'all on Facebook. Okay then. All right. All right. Appreciate it. All right. Peace. Peace. All right. Go ahead, man. Close us out, man. With that. With that. With that. Uh, you know. Uh, with the song. Yeah. 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 You know, cause the magnificent eight. You know what I'm saying? And all heroes. You feel me? Need theme music. That's for sure. Hey, Black African Power, what's good? What's happening? A well-organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woo-wee, man, y'all already know what it is, man. It's God killer in the house, man. And look, man, we got a powerful show today. And look, man, let's just get it cracking, man. I'm a rock squad up, Magi archers in the building, please believe. Oh shit. If you ain't Sinetta, no time for that interview, dog. I put my shit out for niggas, I don't send it to blogs. Clan kill off the Buddha, not being discreet. One puff this big pops and projectiles. Sun run, cold game, bring your cleats. The best flow blow, Eskimo, penguin feet. Don't need no blunt to burn You run the turf with ten niggas on the block That's a punk return, ayo Dolomite prototype soldier with the solar light Saber and he hold it like he hold a mic Golden ice spenders Sippin' on that overpriced poltergeist spirits Rippin' at the open mic the nice lyrics like Mama move mean overnight Golden motorbike holdin' on some trying shit That nice neon kit is on it The king's libation with exotic liqueur Queen's vibration like a side of Shakur A lot of the poor imported foreign threads they ain't got at the store Nubian Kush and black top pottery jars 39% THC, the quality pure Old rappers try to spit ain't hot as before It's like I'm five flights above, bust the shots at the floor Cats switch up they style when they ain't got it no more Cause they gotta keep their product in stores to feed their kids uh, see what that weed did? The yes man agreeing on everything we said I smell of the mic like it's the love of my life Don't get sliced in beat with the butt of the knife Brother polite, I say I'm animalistic Cause I still be in the hood with my hand on my pistol 
The Hebrews think I'm cannibalistic, E5 divination, channel the mystic, audio visionary, let's play poetical pictionary, picture me burning down your missionary, yeah. Then I send you religion That red dot on your head That's Hindu tradition Invisible, independent, and transit shit I'll bring it all to an end With indivisible games Charles Xavier, getting your brain Mental anguish, a manifesting physical pain Wizard remains to dance in the chemical rain Breathe slow, then I'm up out of this physical plane Got military machinery that exercise Weaponized greenery Shine out of jeopardize the scenery, son Bruh, the beam can time your distance Inclines convention, stop rising with no friend line resistance. The parabolic breakout, I'm F16 with the aeronautic fake out. The God killer, the God killer, the God killer, the God killer, it's the God killer, the God killer, that's who it is. The God killer, the God killer, it's the God killer, the God killer.